warning. This show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. death. I say... I am Emperor! Three, four! When you hear what happened, you're gonna bow down and worship me like a god. You're listening to the Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. We're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. German Jean Jean is Moody James Dean. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the mighty Cuyahoga, live from the war room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA, this is the Emperor's Court, right here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by no one. I have fired the entire cast of the show. Right? Well, it was necessary. They were all holding me back. So we're going back to like 2006 when I did this thing last, solo. Garbage hosts make for a garbage show, and I think we can all agree. And I know you guys hate them because I get the emails every single week. I'm pausing for dramatic effect and let that sink in. All right. Now, for the reality, uh, Hawkeye is off tonight due to work. I did at least get a text from Jay Cool, who swore he'd be here next weekend, which, of course, is Easter Sunday, and we're not here. So he then apologized for that. And Lulu is out because Lulu has worked all weekend. Now, never mind that I worked all weekend the last three weekends and still did the show, but she was very tired. And she's getting over being sick, so she is out. So I am doing the show this evening myself. Good news is, though, at our bullpen may be deepening again a little bit in the very near future, as I have been talking to Bast over the week, and she is heading back to Cleveland uh, with her various assorted family, spouses, and whatnot. So I expect to hear her on the uh, airwaves again in the near future. I believe she's back April 1st. And I've been talking to a friend of mine also who she is a big-time gamer. And I she's funny enough and odd enough. I think she'd fit in right uh, well with what we do here. So we may be seeing her in the near future. It takes time, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't grab whatever Tom, Dick, or Taco and put them on the air uh, because I have a feeling about what I know I'm doing. No, I'm, I'm actually very good, I think, about picking my co-host. Uh, I don't think I've actually had a miss yet. So sometimes it takes a while to find that person that fits the personality or who would like to do it. Perhaps wouldn't sound so odd. Uh, so uh, that's a good thing. Anyways, uh, real quick, and it looks like I'm not the only one who took this week off. If you want to get in the conversation, you may do so. We are in irc.cordkillers dot what com net dot com we're in channel emperor's court 
So you may join me there. And I say we is in the royal, or in this case, imperial we. Uh, I do have some things to discuss and things to go over. Uh, expect some whining tonight, some bitching, complaining, and, and general upsetness. It's been a bad week for game playing, for me anyways. I, at least as far as Heroes of the Storm, it's been a bad two weeks. But before we get going, uh, a couple notes. Programming note for next week. Next week is Easter Sunday. And being the good practicing Catholic boy that I am, we will not be on the air. Instead, I will be uh, celebrating the resurrection of my Savior. Um, probably not yours, because you are children of a lesser God. And wouldn't believe in you know the real one if he came down in the second coming and showed you. Give me one second. Da, 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 da. I'm setting up something on IRC here that I don't normally do. On the air. Whoop. Okay. So, next Sunday, we will be off. We will not be here. Is Legal Tender a miss, though? Oh, no. Legal Tender is a fan favorite. Xanath, uh, considering how much of you people actually request to have Council Fag back on the air. And actually, I talked to him again this week. And uh, It's unfortunate. I don't see him as much as I would like. Uh, being one of my better friends now that he works for a different company on the other side of Cleveland. He actually lives way over on the east side, so he's about an hour away. I'm way over south and west of Cleveland. Uh, Zan says, I liked how odd enough is a criteria. Jack says, I haven't logged into Heroes of the Storm for three weeks and still watching the streams, though. You're a better man than I am, Jack. I know they have the Heroes of the Dormers going on. I could not care less. I don't give a shit. Now, I don't follow the eSports. I mean, back in the day, during Warcraft 3 at its height, I followed it because I was right in the middle of it. Either I had guys playing in it, and I qualified for a couple of tournaments myself, or more than likely, I was actually broadcasting it. Um, I, I was talking to Darth Walker, who's uh, here for the next week, he's home on spring break, about the broadcasters and how they do it. Uh, apparently, they had some kind of falling out with Gabe Newell yesterday. Was it yesterday? A while ago? Okay. Apparently, some kind of falling out with Gabe Newell over a uh, tournament, and it was all over Reddit about how he fired the guy, the broadcaster, and he fired the production company and whatnot. And I was curious how people got into broadcasting for esports, because I've listened to a lot of them, and they suck a lot. There's a, for every day nine or Total Biscuit, there's everybody else. And no, I did not follow it up after... Uh, the Warcraft 3 thing kind of went out. I, I did, you know, do some stuff for Total War briefly uh, for Rome. But you know what? This, is, this, to me, is far more entertaining. Now, I wouldn't mind doing play-by-play -play again. I was always very good at it. I don't need a color analyst with me, as we've seen before. It just didn't work. Nothing against Hyler's broadcasting experience. It just at the time, during esports, he just didn't know enough about it to really chime in. Uh, let's see. Very funny, Elk. You're hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get to Heroes of the Storm in a minute. So, all right. So, as far as this week goes, actually, th this week has probably been the nicest, easiest I've had in about two months, as I did not work Saturday or Sunday. It was nice to actually have two days off like a normal person, having an actual weekend. It was unusual. It was different, and I liked it. Uh, kind of funny though I did pick up um, Darth Walker from the bus station yesterday because Lulu was working in the store so we actually stopped in the store and while I was there what in 10 minutes time I'd sold $500 worth of baseball stuff because few people know as much as I do at least there for the minutia and, and stupid factoids about the different equipment and what you use it for people don't know it because it's irrelevant and you don't really need it outside of 
a job like that. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> Funny. Uh, I, let's see. I'm trying to think. I went out to a very nice dinner uh, earlier in the week. There was that. Dropped about 200 bucks on a nice steak dinner. No lobster, just steak. Yeah, beyond it, there's not a whole lot else going on, um, at least on a personal level. It's been pretty quiet, which is nice. I prefer it that way. We're getting ready for Easter. I've got to do some stuff this week. I have to go shopping for the Prince Imperial. The princess doesn't care anymore. She's obviously old enough not to care about the Easter Bunny. But the prince, at the ripe old age of three and a half, still believes, still going into it. So we'll, of course, go out and buy some stuff for him. Kind of keep that going. Beyond that, not a whole lot. I mean, I did get quite a bit of gaming in this weekend. I probably played a total of three or four hours between Friday and today. Uh, Khalilus has joined us, our show contributor. Actually, yeah, IRC is, I don't know. It's weird. Jack, now, now they try to pick some random token chick to talk, and she is not even hot. Really, Jack? Well, you know what? They're probably going the way of ESPN and every other uh, sports broadcasting company, which got nothing but lambasted about 15 years ago for not having enough women on the sidelines or not having the Hannah Storms inside the locker room, which I still disagree with, by the way. Having spent enough time of my own in the locker room as a player, I don't want women in there. There's no reason why you can't wait outside in the press conference room to do that. You don't need to talk to me with a towel wrapped around me after getting on the shower, whether I've won or lost. Stand up, not counting your own baseball glove buying in the stats, are you, Emp? No, I'm not. Actually, I've been buying quite... I've bought quite a few gloves already, and I've flipped most of them. I'm holding on to... I think I've got two here that I'm actually holding on to. But by and large, I've actually... I've, I've probably bought mm, 13, 14 gloves. So about 12 of them. All told, probably clear about 700 bucks. Oh, well, that's... What, yeah, Jack, I, I understand that. And that's... And that's just it. They're, everybody's trying to include a woman because they're trying to be more inclusive. They're trying to show that they're they're not, you know, misogynist, chauvinistic pigs. And I get that, and that's fine. As long as the person they're getting on there knows what she's talking about. And too often, and you can see this, on, especially during the NFL, they've always got some kind of eye candy on the sidelines. I don't care what she looks like. I do really don't. I care what she has to say. Does she have something, you know, some insight to the game? Did she hear something on you know, the sidelines or from a player or from a coach and have some kind of perspective she can give on it? If she doesn't and she's just a, you know, bubblehead, I don't have an interest in hearing her any more than I have of hearing some airheaded guy on the sidelines. And there's enough of them, too. So, I, yeah, I don't follow the sports thing. I don't follow here's the dorm. Um, I, apparently, there's some kind of giveaway that if you fill out a bracket, we're going to treat this like hero, you know, like March Madness, as if that matters. But it was, yeah, I, I put some uh, some time into some games this week, and it's primarily been uh, I played Heroes of the Storm quite a bit on on Tuesday and Thursday nights, usually with um, uh, Incarnadine, or he plays in a ghost now. He's a buddy of mine. I feel bad because I talked him into actually playing the game, and I got him into it a couple months ago, not knowing that Blizzard would be unable to actually fix the issues they have, the matchmaking and whatnot. And I don't know that I've actually won a game playing with Ghost in the last three nights that we've actually played. We've probably lost about 13 or 14 in a row. I was ranked 9 at one time. I think I'm 24 now. Now, a lot of that is has come with ranking with friends of mine who are just getting into the game and are just kind of ranking up. So, uh, obviously, the, the matchmaking is kind of thrown off. 
regardless, it, it's been horrific. And I, I just I don't play it anymore unless my buddy's on. That that's it. I don't do any kind of ranking. I don't do any kind of. I don't do my dailies anymore. I got fifty some thousand gold. I could buy whatever hero and skin I wanted. I I just don't. I don't see a point to it. I really don't. The game requires so much attention and so much to fix, and I'm tired of bitching about it. I'm tired of complaining about it, and I know everybody else is too. Look, just take a cruise on the forum sometime. You don't need to take my word for it. Talk to somebody who plays on a regular basis. Most of my buddies who hit rank one, they don't even play anymore because it's a joke. They hate it. Strzok and Coffee and, and Wales and the rest of them. Jack says, you're not missing much there. Well, I mean... Again, they're trying to horseshoe in 64 teams from these different colleges, and I, I'm I'm positive that most colleges probably don't have a dedicated esports division where they can say, "All right, we're going to put together a Heroes of the Storm team for the uh, March Madness tournament that Blizzard's throwing on." They're not. They don't. They're trying to promote esports. I get that. That's fine. They're promoting their own. I get that. That's fine. The problem is, and I think it's very weird, is that the tournaments are continually played on a third-party program, not Battle.net, because, hey, they get to have hero bands, which we don't have. And they're saying it's going to be months more yet before we're allowed to have bands in play. Now, they've had bands banning heroes in tournament play. How this works is each team gets to pick, and it depends on the game. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's more where you can ban one hero from being picked, period, and throwing it out altogether. Kind of like when you're setting up a jury and you're you know, one of the counselors, one of the defense or the prosecution, you can say, all right, jury number 11, you're excused. Kind of the same thing. Somehow they're able to have that for tournaments and have had it since the game launched even prior to that during the beta. But we can't have it for regular games and Hero League and Team League. And it's going to be months and months and months before that's changed. And i got a real problem with that. I understand how every other MOBA can have something of equivalent, but not Heroes of the Storm. As always, at least with this one, Blizzard seems to be behind the curve. I don't get it, I understand it, but it's annoying. So yeah, I, I, I've kind of given up on Heroes. Um, I'm not really going to go into anything more. I, I'm, I'm basically just rehashing the same old wines. And they're just as valid now as they were two, three, four months ago. Five months ago. And this bullshit that, oh, we've made 97% of all games, you know, fair. No, you haven't. And it's not just anecdotal evidence. People post daily, daily, the replays, the screenshots showing the, the huge disparity in MMR, the huge disparity in ranks, the huge disparity in composition. And they keep putting in new rules to try and even things out. It, it, it either doesn't work or it has some weird, unexpected, you know, error that kicks out like it used to be we're going to make sure each team gets you know a warrior well then you'd have a team with three warriors and the other one with one or four in a team with one now granted i understand blizzard's standpoint where they don't want to make quick match and the rest of it where you're doing a general search they don't want to make it where everything has to be a cookie cutter composition i get that but the reality is there are some compositions that work and there are some randomly put together whatever don't and there's some heroes that just don't work. Yes. Oh, I thought you just were interested in the conversation. You had something to say. No, I can't. I mean, I can participate. Well, I have a microphone set up for you. You have to grab one. Okay. Grab number two. Assuming it actually works. Thank you, Cleo. I actually, I, I just picked those up. 
I saw this thing with oh the slay fox. I thought that was the Arctic fox one I'd seen. Uh, Xbox indie gaming opens the door to playing against PlayStation owners. Huh? How about you let console players play against PC players? Yes, they tried that once with Halo. With or I'm sorry, yeah, with Halo with awful results. You know, it's probably just easier to just set it up on this side. That way you don't have to try and figure out and play Tetris with the damn thing. What else did I play? Um, I, I did log in quite a bit of time with the uh, Battlefleet Gothic beta, and I'll get to that in a little while. And one thing that's kind of cool on the Ultima line, the second age that I've been playing, is they're doing a, a St. Patrick's Day event where the admins have put in various... Ow. Shit, that always hurts. All right, go ahead. Talk to you real quick. Hi. There it goes. It works. Yeah, grow a chair. Uh, if there's not one over here, they're back around the, around the corner. Do you need headphones? Probably. Okay, then you might want to pick those off the, off the floor. And the stupid cat knocked this down. Ugh. I would have had this all set up because I didn't know he was going to be participating. One second. Because this is professionalism, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes. Ugh. This is why J- James got fired. Right here. Yes, well, no one's paying me to do this. Except my patrons, and they don't give a shit. (laughs) All right, you know, explain this to me, because I'm interested now. As a broadcaster, as the person probably most responsible for eSports play-by-play, as we understand it today. (laughs) Oh, you'll see my bus in the Video Game Hall of Fame one day when they finally build it. All right, all right. All right, so explain to me this Gabe Newell thing, because you were trying to explain it to me yesterday, and I kind of got lost, because... I was doing other things, but explain to me <laughs> how this works. Um, essentially, the the Dota Shanghai Major three million dollar tournament. By the way, this the, is Darth Walker again. So, get to you. I'm yes. sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Part of the part of the Dota two Major system that has recently been implemented uh, happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, winner was Team Secret. They got like one point two one point four million dollars. Great. Uh, first day of the broadcast, they were uh, the hosts were setting up their thing. Everybody was all hunky dory. Uh, this guy named uh, James Two GD Harding. Uh, was brought in on host. He hosted TI1, TI2, TI3, TI4, and then didn't come back for TI5 of his own personal accord. Um, well, but then he eventually, like, they talked him into coming back, and they decided he was unprofessional and fired him after one day. Uh, he released a statement. It's really, really long. I read the entire thing. It was, like, solid 20 pages of just him ranting about what had happened with Valve. And essentially... What it boiled down to was they thought he was unprofessional, and Gabe Newell actually came out on Reddit and said he was an ass from his own personal account and fired him. And, I mean, he was a little unprofessional, but, I mean, it's esports, and after the game is delayed for three hours, you start to run out of things to say. So what you're saying is, if I understand, the game, the tournament was supposed to take place was three hours delayed in starting. Yes. And why was that? Because Perfect World. Which uh, okay, is, for it was those the, who don't follow Dota, which is the majority of people I talk to, explain. Perfect World is the studio that uh, essentially lets Dota into China. A Chinese yeah. studio? It's, it's a Chinese... More reason to vote for Trump. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, essentially, all they do is, without Perfect World, you can't have Dota in China. They run through all the servers. Um, everything has to run through their Perfect World stuff. Everything is censored through Perfect World. Everything has to be run through it. And yeah. most games are like that, where they have to, and in fact... Um, I don't know if Blizzard does, but I know there are several out there who do that usually go through, they license the game out to a company in China for them to distribute on their behalf because of 
the strict censorship laws, the amount of bribery that comes on. It, it's it's it, it's government corruption at its at its most pure form. Um, so with that, with the games being delayed for three hours, you are the host, or at least James was the host, and he had to fill the air. So for three hours, he did some stuff. I mean, I guess you can say that his opening joke about him watching really creepy porn in... Um, you want to talk about unprofessional. Oh, that was his opening joke. Uh, well, um, you know, see, but here's the difference. And I kind of go back to this, too. I used to make, you know, do bits like that were actually very popular back in the day. We had commercials that were, I mean, they were they were parody commercials, but, I mean, they could be PG-13, possibly R-rated on occasion. If they want electronic sports to be taken seriously, then they need to treat it more like the Major League Sports, at least in this country, baseball, football, NBA, where you can't make comments like that because if you do, you're going to piss off a large portion of your viewership or listenership, basically you have a much higher standard of, of professionalism and quality. There are standards you must meet. If you're making jokes like that, and it sounds to me like you just scapegoated for something, and, and it's probably what ended up happening. But just the same, I don't know if you should be... I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't act and talk the same way that I do on the show here if I was doing play-by-play, especially for a major tournament, playing a major game for... Valve of all people. Well, it's he wasn't actually the shoutcaster. The shoutcasters only happened during the game. The he point was, is, he's a broadcaster for esports. Whether yeah. he's doing, you know, just the opening monologue, whether he's doing, you know, during halftime, whatever he he's, he's doing, if he's working on behalf of the production company or the company doing the game, then he's seen as representative of that and he needs to act accordingly. But there was another thing. It was part of his statement that he put out. Valve hired him, has hired him for TI one, two, three, and four. Okay. So he and he didn't come back for TI five because he didn't want to. So that was on his own accord. So he has been doing the hosting for Valve for four years, and they told has him. Has he acted in the same fashion? Yes. Okay. He is. He is a very have they stable then personality. changed their their viewpoint on how they want to project themselves as a company? Did they tell him off the air? Hey. Cut down on the crudeness, just be professional, that kind of thing. Um, not according to him and not according to anyone else. All he said was that he they told him to be himself, so he opened with his own jokes. Okay. And that is one of the main reasons why everyone was kind of in an uproar about it. And and, and what okay, so then an uproar, it's uh, keep in mind it's an internet uproar. So it'll be and when did this happen exactly? Um, I think the finals oh, I'm blanking on the exact date. It was between two and three weeks ago. Uh, the actual finals. So is it, it still an issue? I mean, it's a meme now. Oh. <laughs> wow, nothing nothing will punish a company more than having a meme made about something only people following Dota would know. Well, and only got, if they were on Reddit. It got well. I mean, it got to the front page of Reddit, which makes it almost relevant. Um, it's just it it there was a massive pall or like just it was a dark time in the Dota scene. A dark, the, a yeah. dark time. Throughout the entire game. A shadow of the upon the entire game. Because it's not just that the tournament was poorly run. There was all kinds of issues. The venue closed before games were finished, so people had to play the games online. They lost a dude's keyboard twice. Yes, twice. When the when the tournament ended, the very next day, all of the practice rooms for all the players were immediately cleared out, and pretty much every single player lost something. And they were, and I mean, I guess they said they were going to reimburse them for that, but they lost their, a lot of people lost personal belongings, their tech equipment, and their practice rooms were just destroyed. One of the American teams didn't get out of China for almost a week because 
they had to change flights and it just got a massive mix-up and it was ridiculous. There were the chronicles of team complexity. Constant updates. And they were pretty great. Mostly because they were... Jaguar says dark. It. it was a bloody blackout. Ugh. The entirety of that tournament was kind of ridiculous. And There's nothing will come of it. So the guy's been fired. Uh, it was made into a meme. You know what? Gabe Newell is still in charge of Valve. Dota 2 is still a very popular game. There's still going to be more tournaments. People are still going to watch. And they'll stick some other you know, it's, meat wagon behind the microphone and put them up there. It's more about if the next major... Oh, that was much louder. If the next major is successful, then it'll all blow over. But if the Manila major... Ha- is anything like the Shanghai major with delays and see my concern more would be and that's where my concern as Valve would be as a company which is I don't, know, I don't give a shit if some guy was tossed off because he you know because we fired some guy because he did a bad joker for whatever reason that might be the big concern is the fact that a tournament a major one was delayed three hours they had all the issues that you just mentioned that would be something that I would as a player I'd be more concerned about Either as a player or as a viewer, because I want if I'm watching a game, I'm not tuning in because so and so is broadcasting. I, I, they're not. They're tuning in to see the game played. In fact, you could probably mute it and just have the the audio from the game, and people who follow Dota would know what's going on. Well, that is true, but it's like as you were saying, a lot of the issues did arise because of massive delays or pauses or stream loss or there was. Uh, Gabe Newell, when he fired James, also fired the entire production team. Well, and I'll blame him. I would have, too. And then they had to completely redo it, and Odie Pixel made a hilarious tweet, and I like Odie Pixel. <laughs> That's beyond the point. But there was just this massive... Has there been any kind of of uh, press release or comment from the production company explaining why things did went so awry? Maybe in China, but no but, one knows. Well, I that. mean, at some point, I, look... I, I'm sure somebody would have heard about it and would have said something, at least over here, either translated or what have you. If it's been two or three weeks, if they would have said something, I'm sure somebody would have heard or mentioned it. I mean, be, like it might not even have been that all the issues were in China. Like Some of them may have been about, along with like moving over. Like A lot of the stream drops were probably like that, but the overall delays and other such issues with losing... Of, like personal items was probably all up to them, and they probably just got out. And so the Shanghai Finals was that played by primarily Asian teams? Nope, there was not a. All of the Asian teams didn't make it past round two. Well, none of the Chinese teams did. Okay, so the farthest then who was team playing? it was Team Secret versus which is who? Uh, they are all over. Uh, the captains Estonian, uh, mostly Europeans though. Okay. Uh, no, they're all Europeans, but the captain is Estonian. All right, so Euro trash. Go on. Um, and Liquid, which is mostly Team German. Liquid. Okay, mostly German. At this point. So, Euro Trash against Euro Trash. Lovely. Yeah, EG but, got knocked out in losers bracket finals. And, wow, so not a single Asian team was in the finals or even... Wow, not okay. even close. Uh, I wonder I think if it's difficult the, for them to get visas and everything else to go into China to play games. Uh, Like, a solid half of the invited teams and a solid half of the teams participating were all Chinese teams, and they all got knocked out. Even E-Home, which were... Apparently a shoe in the win, which I was very upset about because I put them on the top of my bracket. Thanks, Merlini. Yeah, person <laughs> I've never heard of and never will again. Asshole. Yeah, he's pretty good most of the time. He's normally really good about the stats, but apparently uh, E-Home just didn't deliver when they had to go up against other teams. Didn't show up when it mattered. How much those guys could pay, do you think? 
Uh, Chinese teams typically they live all in a house together. And yeah, like I'm, a I'm part of the I'm so mainly talking the Euros. I'm sure the Chinese don't get paid anything. Um, More likely, it's probably like they're they're Olympic athletes where they're holding family hostage until they actually do. Well. I mean, it really depends from team to team. I know that EG they're a massive marketing team and just a massive esports organization. So those guys probably get paid paid pretty decently. Um, but I know that Team Secret, uh, for a while, they didn't even have a sponsor. They were just a team out of pro players where they wanted to make their own money. And then they decided that they would go from DAC onward and stomp until TI and then lose TI and then disband and then reform. And, hey, they won a major. What are the majors in esports? Um, it... Uh, uh, like four majors, like the Grand Slams in, like, say, golf and tennis? Yes, this is a recently instituted system with Dota. Typically, it was just random tournaments and then TI, and everything went up to TI. And if you won TI, you were considered the best for the year, and all of the things that you did throughout the year were taken into account, whether you got invited to TI, whether you could make it through the qualifiers for TI. And after TI5, Valve decided that they were going to institute a major system, which is three additional major tournaments all leading up to TI. And the first one was in Frankfurt, the second one was in Shanghai, and the third one is going to be in Manila. Manila? I wouldn't peg the Philippines as really anything developed that I would actually have a tournament in. That's interesting. Uh, they just wanted to spread them out because there's already one going to be one in America because TI is in Seattle every year. So now they're spread out. Which, decently. again, to me makes sense since it's an American company, but okay. See, I, I guess when I always think of Grand Slams, I think of, again, golf. I think of tennis, and then I think of wrestling because you got... What is it? Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, something else, and then WrestleMania. God, what the hell is the fourth one? Shit. T.I. Shut up. <laughs> All right, so you played Heroes of the Storm. We played this last night. You've played enough of it to know, do you know people that play on a regular basis? Are they having the same complaints that I've got that most people have? or Any of my friends that play on a regular basis don't talk about it. Or one of them... <laughs> what does that tell you? One of, one of them uh, got got into Overwatch beta, and that's pretty much all he plays from Blizzard. Fucking Overwatch. He actually let his WoW uh, subscription lapse, which he's only done once ever before. So, Because of Overwatch? Yeah. I don't know what kind of sustainability the game has. A lot of people that I knew that had it played the hell out of it for like a month and then just got bored. Well, said, it's, well ex- it's exactly like Team Fortress 2 without the customization aspect. Well, and that's what a lot of them said. Is, I mean, they pretty much just you know peeled it right off the... Uh, off of paper and said, well, here you go. I mean, it's cut from whole cloth. It's the exact same game. Same same classes. I mean, obviously with Blizzard's, you know, animation, even the mechanics are very much the same. Some of the maps are the same. Or at least in concept. I remember I played it for a weekend, and it was not my speed. Like, the game was so ridiculously fast, and I really just didn't want to put in the effort when I, every single time I played a game when I wanted to play the person I liked, which was Tracer because mobility is best. Um, I would get blown up in one shot, and that would be it. So it was Tracer the Scout? Yeah, essentially. Okay. Without the whole, I have a baseball bat, so it was less appealing. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that anything's going to pass the success, the sustained success that Team Fortress 2 has had. In, the, in that genre, have. the arena shooter, I think is what people typically call it. Oh, and it now has its own, because it used to be FPS. Well, it's, well <laughs> it's because it's slightly different. Because of the ridiculousness, and I typically have a subgenre now. Typically, it's like the class-based system. I think is typically called arena shooter at this point. All I know is it originated. Everything originated with Quake. Well, yeah. Which is why I have such high hopes from the new Doom. Uh, we were, uh, clearly had sent that along last week, and we were looking at it. It's 
looks like the best parts of Quake and Unreal Tournament, which I was a big U2, UTTK4 fan. I loved Unreal Tournament 2004. Not so much the other ones. All I remember is my sister and I would play that, and there would be lots of mods, and she would be Bubbles, and then she would shoot me from the top of the tower, and I was always sad. It was a dangerous time in my life. All I ever heard was headshot. You let your sister beat you? She was older than me. With headshots? Wow. All right. <laughs> no doubt they'll have an inbox full of comments next week. Brother Walker's a pussy. Yeah, well. I mean, she was like nine. She could hold the controller better than me. <laughs> That's why. All right. Well. I was hoping to get into Zant says he was hoping to get into Overwatch beta. I think a lot of people are hoping to get into it. It's the only game I've not beta tested for Blizzard since Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3, I did that, the expansion. I've done World of Warcraft, almost all their expansions. Obviously, Alpha tested, you know, Here's the Storm. I beta tested Diablo 3. This is the one I didn't get into. And I don't know that I really care. Well, with Overwatch, it was if you're a big streamer, you got an advanced copy, and otherwise, nothing. Right. And I, what they were saying, and I stopped doing my streaming a long time ago. I, it's just, it, it, I've been retired for a year and a half from just doing anything. Jag, about Overwatch, it's all about the social aspect of it. While I play with my friends, it's a blast, but otherwise it's really boring. And I think that goes with most things, at least for me. The only thing I really play solo is Ultima Online because I can't. And I play most games solo in general because that's just the kind of person I am. When my buddies are on, well, obviously the game is much better, Heroes of the Storm being one of those examples. I always feel better when I've got five of a five-man team because we can usually pick and match You know what heroes we like, what composition we like, and I know the four people I'm playing with are quality you know, uh, players who know what they're doing. The problem is getting five people on from different parts of the world is kind of difficult at any one time. So we don't do it you know, as much as we used to. I shouldn't have to play a game with four other people in coordination on a voice chat to get any kind of success out of it when the game is designed to be able to, for anybody to just solo queue up and play. Hmm. It's, a, it's a weird state. Whenever I'm playing, uh, I have like a solid group of seven to ten different people who I'll, will rotate out in our typical five stack with a core group of four or five. And whenever we five stack, things get kind of ridiculous. We'll set really weird limiters on ourselves, or make joke compositions or someone will steal captain from me and then make me play sniper and then I'll have to buy a rapier and then I'm sad. Um, but whenever I'm playing in a five stack, we're always on voice chat. Typically, we're always just cracking stupid jokes and laughing. And the game is a lot of fun. But with Dota, the well, obviously it's been around a lot longer. Valve has had a lot more time to fix matchmaking and get it to the point where you're less likely to be completely held back by your team. I mean, unless they're all Russian and or, you know, yeah, that happens. The Russians kind of ruin everything. Well, it's not that they ruin it. It's that no, they, they do. don't speak English. They do, and they demand that you speak Russian. And then they pick Pudge, and I hate Pudge a lot. Um, But, so... The whenever we're in five man, it's a lot of fun, and it's mostly because they just yell a lot and we make a lot of jokes. But playing Dota solo, I don't hate it as much as a lot of other people do, but I don't do it as much. Like I'm much less likely to queue up into a solo game of Dota than just like play a random arcade game or something else. So you're home for a week yes. on spring break. How have you enjoyed college life? So far, so good. Uh, we steal a lot of random classrooms and put stuff on screens and then play games. Why do you have to steal the classrooms to do it? Because none of us have dorm rooms big enough for upwards of seven or eight people. And then... And nobody class. has a problem with this? No. 
I'm yeah. surprised they haven't put a, a designated spot off to the side for people because I can't imagine just you guys. It's a campus full of gamers. I mean, we had one of the biggest esports. It was one of the biggest, or if not the biggest, esports college esports esports tournaments on campus. That was interesting. And what was that? Oh, uh, it was a league thing, so I didn't care. Um, but what was I going to think about? Um, I mean, they have like all these places you can go. And it's just classrooms, mostly. Anyone can go into pretty much any open classroom as long as you have access or onto any of the random fields, and you can just do whatever you want, mostly. No one has issues. Except, now you can't go in the stadium because they're redoing it again. The football stadium? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. redoing the field. Well, they have to every year, I think. Usually twice a year, I believe. Not when it's turf. Not as much. They just, like, completely stripped it, which is really Yeah, weird. and they'll put down all new everything. Sod, grass, dirt, everything. I mean, they do that every year at Brown Stadium. They do that every year at the Horseshoe. You know, a real college football stadium. So, Ouch. <laughs> I was waiting to see. I, I mean, you that. can make fun of our sports, I and guess. And I will. I mean, like right now, especially. It's sad. The rest of Ohio doesn't like Cincinnati. It's not just, you know, I mean, the college. We, we just like the city. Cl- we were close. We would we give you got... to Kentucky if we could. But no one likes Kentucky. That's exactly our point. It's kind of like Toledo. We'd give that to... Uh, Michigan, and we would happily give Youngstown to Pennsylvania, and we'd be much better off. Ouch. Well, we would. <laughs> they can take Toledo University and Youngstown State. They can take all those with them. We're good. Columbus and Cleveland, <laughs> we can stop there. Dayton can hang out if they're nice. Akron can't if they shut their mouth. I mean, we, Sorry, kind, of have to re- we kind of have to rely on uh, OSU for sports sometimes. So We always we have, have to rely to on OSU them. for sports. They're in the NIT. They didn't even make it to the to the dance. At least Cincinnati did. Yeah. Yeah, bounced. And then we lost first round. But at least Spokane, they made it. Washington again. That's just a weird place to have the the tournament. That was kind of strange to me when you said it was in Spokane. I'm like, why would you go there for March Madness? No, I don't yeah. know. It's probably cheap. Well, I'm sure it is, but I think the part of the reason you go to a certain place to drum up a lot of interest, drum up a lot of people to actually go to the games, it's an awful long way to travel in the middle of, you know, friggin' nowhere. I mean, it's not that far. Well, not Cleveland. We've got two major stadiums or major indoor arenas here. It's they not, do all the MAC tournaments. It's not that far outside of Seattle, though. It's like an hour. And Seattle's a big hub of stuff. It's where Valve is. There's a lot of stuff in, in Seattle. Although, that's probably going to change in the next... I believe the next five years, you're going to see a lot more companies move out of Seattle, actually. It's going to become a barren wasteland. And then it will all be Valve. They'll be, own everything in I Seattle. wouldn't expect Valve to stay there much longer either. Well, you know, I guess it depends on on, on who they hire there. But I mean, because I of all the like, changes Seattle's doing to the laws. Yeah. No. I feel like Valve just doesn't care about where their actual HQ is. I, I'm sure they care probably more than they let on because it's not something that usually comes up in, you know, Reddit pieces. Oh, you're not going to believe what they're going to do with the new headquarters for Valve. Well, I mean... What, the pudding they in Death Valley in the middle of nowhere. They haven't done anything with it in a while, so then again, Valve doesn't do a lot. It's mostly just complaining on the Dota 2 subreddit, so pretty standard. It's the internet, so the internet exists for <laughs> most complaining about most things. Speaking of complaints, let's get that out of the way, shall we? <laughs> so I've actually been logging quite a bit of time, or at least attempting to, into the Battlefleet Gothic Armada beta. Now, I talked about this uh, briefly last week. And about how much it blows. Well, they put a patch in on Thursday. And the patch uh, addressed the fatal errors and crashes that have been continually happening. So the game 
continues to fatally crash and have game-breaking errors. The exact same errors that were there before the patch were there after the patch. And in fact, I'm not sure entirely what it did for stability because no one seems to have noticed anything different. I certainly haven't. Now, they did a few balance changes, which is fine, but right now, getting the game stable and playable should be their biggest concern. Now, then I, I'm going to go over the, a little bit of this again before I actually take a step forward. The entire uh, point of pre-ordering the game that was explained, that was pitched by the company, that was advertised was for a couple bu- like ten bucks off, you can pre-order the game, you'll get the Space Marine Faction, which other people have to pay for, free. In addition, you get to play the game, the beta, for two weeks before the game launches. So, doing the math, that means the game should launch, I believe, on Thursday the 24th. Or, because they're in Euro time, and since they're in Britain, that'll be sometime Wednesday evening of the 23rd for us here in the States. And I will tell you now, as I mentioned last week, if this game comes out on the 23rd, I will be stunned, because it is not ready. The game is unplayable. I spend as much time trying to reload the game after completing one as I do anything else. I load up the game. I will play one match, usually lasting about five minutes, sometimes less. Once the battle's over, I go back to my little shipyard if the game doesn't crash. I can then look to see what ships I have, do my upgrades, what have you, before I hit the little search icon to search for another game. The game will then either lock up, it will crash altogether, or I will be able to go to the screen where I pick my ships, except the other player, having crashed, won't be there, and I'll have to hit the back button. Upon hitting the back button, if I attempt a third time to play a game, it results in a 100% crash. The game is unplayable. The selling point was, this is a just a, a, a touch-up beta, two weeks before it's ready to go. Now, that's not, that's regardless of the balance problems, the matchmaking issues, the fact that two of the four factions, well, technically, three of the five factions aren't in the game, so we can't beta test those for balance, which tells well, is that what's what we're doing. They don't have any other, other, other modes of multiplayer in the game. 2v2's not in, the alliance system's not in, the color coding for ships isn't in, none of that is in. The only thing that's available is a one-on-one, multiplayer, a skirmish mode against the AI, or you can play the first two, I'm sorry, first three missions of the campaign, which acts as a very, very, you know, by the numbers, bare bones tutorial, and doesn't really teach you any of the mechanics you truly need. Now, I was playing last night with a guy named Hero, who was actually streaming last night, and he was, he's doing a pretty good job of it. There was a bunch of people, every time he plays somebody, he'd say, hey, hop on my stream on Twitch. Let's watch it. I want to explain some of the errors I'm coming across and see if you guys are getting the same thing and in what situations it's happening. He's on the forum, so we were doing that. And we played a game. Now, one of the things that we realized, and it hadn't occurred to anybody, at least that I've talked to, is that when, and I know they, they put a post about it recently on the forums, but Darth Walker, let's say you and I play a game. All right, Let's say the mission is, and this particular one, was you have to assault the space station. I'm the defender, so I get a space station that can defend itself. It's not particularly powerful, but they rated it as a 300-point station. Each game allows each player a certain amount of points to build their fleet with, kind of like any of the Total Wars go, where you have a certain amount of money that you can use to buy units. As the attacker, you get 700 points. This allows you to put together one hell of a fleet. 
battleships, battle cruisers, heavy cruisers, doesn't matter, whatever you want. I get 400 points to build a fleet because I've got the space station. Well, shit, it ain't worth it. I'd rather have 300 points worth of mobile units and have to protect one of them. And there is a mission like that. So we start off in a battle, and there's just no way. I'm, I mean, the tonnage on his side it, it seriously outweighs mine. Throwing power, um, it, it, was, it was ugly. Because uh, Actually, that's how I met him here when I were playing the game. He was the attacker. He was playing Chaos. I was playing the Empire. It was not even close. He came with a battleship, uh, two battle cruisers, uh, two heavies, two light cruisers. It just wiped the floor with me. I killed like two ships and lost my fleet. And, and I said, how many points did you get? He said, 700. How many did you get? Why didn't you have a battleship? Well, up until you know, just a day ago, I was never at a point to actually own one. I hadn't leveled up far enough. Because I started over as a, because I'm testing a few things. You know, like you're supposed to do in a beta, instead of spamming things like I've, and I'll get to that in a minute. Actually doing beta tests. Not playing for rank, because that there is one. But that's how some people play. Well, he had maxed out everything. Maxed out experience on his ships, maxed out skills, maxed out upgrades, maxed out favors, because you am, you can pick one of four favors from one of the four factions. On the Chaos side, you can pick any one of the four Chaos Gods. On the Empire side, you have one of the four uh, Ordos that you can get something from. Each one gives your ship a certain kind of upgrade that others don't have. I, it was, I mean, I was going against a guy who it's probably played a couple hundred hours worth of the beta. And now that's a hell of a lot of patience, by the way, and I, and I commended him on it because there's no way I would put up with these kind of errors. And I probably got 30 hours into the game, and that's quite a bit. Now, most of that is crashing, restarting, waiting, crashing, restarting, etc. <laughs> but he said, I got 700 points. How come you only ha- did you all your, all your ships destroyed? Are they laid up because of the death penalty? And I said, no, I got 400 points to build a fleet. He said, well, there's no way you can win that. I said, no shit. <laughs> what the hell is I supposed to do? I mean, he's got a battleship and a battle cruiser. The heaviest thing I fielded was a heavy cruiser. <laughs> in the Warhammer world, a battle cruiser has, just like in the real world, has the firepower of a battleship and slightly better armor than a cruiser. On top of that, the fucker had a battleship. Well, the Chaos, uh, the, the Chaos faction has longer-range weapons than the Empire, like 2 to 1 in range. So he's standing off at a distance like 15,000 15, kilometers. The farthest I can shoot is 12. <laughs> so I have to either, A, sit there and let the station be picked apart, or B, I have to sally out, sortie, and go after him to try and bring within range of my guns. My weak guns shoot at 12. My most powerful shoot at 3. So i got to close the gap with him. Meanwhile, he's faster and has far longer range. I never caught any of his ships. The only reason I caught a couple is because he made a mistake. So unless your opponent makes absolutely god-awful error after error after error, you can't win the fight. Hmm. Now, that's a problem with balance, and it's also a, a fundamental problem with the way that the, the map is thought up. Um, well, the first issue with balance there is 2-to-1 range and a difference of factions is actually ridiculous. Well, what they say is, well, the difference is the Empire has stronger armor, and you know the, the Chaos doesn't really have any armor. But your ability to kite with literally double range is ridiculous. I don't care if you're the tankiest dude in the world. If you can't hit anything, it's irrelevant. The first two days when the beta came out, there was nothing but bitching and complaining going on from the Chaos players 
because the Chaos Fleet was very underpowered at early levels. True. Once you get past rank 3, which is maybe 7-8 games, oh, it's a whole different ballgame. Because then they are cutting you all over the map, you can't catch them because they're faster than you, and you can't bring them to range because they shoot further than you do. Now, you've got torpedoes, vastly underpowered, even by the admission of the company, and they're supposed to fix that at some point this week with another patch. But torpedoes are fire and forget. They go straight line. So unless you happen to close with them, again, you have to close with them for your your, uh, macro batteries to get them because you fire broadsides. You gotta get close enough for your space marines to board them, or you got close enough to actually shoot torpedoes. But you can't. You can't. Um, well, high speed, high range is actually a ridiculous combination because if you're gonna have something have such ridiculous range, you can't let it be insanely mobile. I mean, that's just how well, pretty much too, everything works. The I mean, weapons they have are lances and lances, um lasers. Bypass armor, so they're hitting your sh- they're hitting your hit points right from the get go. No shields, no anything else. If right. there's only going to be two races in the game, at least balance between the two of those. Well, and that's the problem. Which I understand if we had a long drawn out beta, because they've had two small alpha tests that lasted a week since last what November. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So I, everything else has to have been internal testing. Xanath says it's all about the oaks. Wow. Okay. I don't know about the oaks because I don't remember their spruce. Yeah. God, I hate fighting those damn pines. And the pro maples, son of a bitch. This guy had a birch battleship. Man, doesn't matter how much I hit the side of that thing, it just would not crack. <laughs> and you can't put them on fire because it's in space and there's no fire in space. But you can turn your ships. You can Hank get your ships George and Lucas. You can sit on fire in space, at least in this game. I think he meant orcs. And no, the orcs wog are the wogs are not in the game yet. Neither are the Eldar. Neither are the Space Marines. I don't know why. If we're going to beta test everything for balance, kind of hard to do that when only 40% of the factions are actually available in the game, and that 40% is so out of balance, it's not even funny. Like, what they have to recognize is, um, if they're only going to have the two factions in, those two better be balanced first off, or else you're going to turn off everybody from the game and anyone they tell from the game. And then, beyond that, even if you're going to make it so that two factions completely counter each other, the just because you got a bad matchup doesn't mean that you should immediately lose the game. Well, here's if the every thing. Every single time that somebody went into a matchup between the Empire and the Chaos and that was just an auto-lose, then there's no point in even playing that game. The problem is a lot of games, that's exactly what happens, is that you come into the game, and that's uh, assuming you actually have your fleet available, because there is the punishment, the the death penalty, which is probably the one thing I have the biggest problem with. Now, I'm here on the Steam forums, and I was going to pull it up here, and i got to find it. Because I don't really use the Steam forms much. I did have one thread, though, that hit it like 300 replies and was still going. And I was just ripping him a new asshole. And I basically said that, you know, Tandalos, which is the name of the company, I said, they're a factory of sadness. And they are. See, I, but I don't know if it's, is it under Battlefleet or is it under Warhammer? You're going to probably go to B. Bionic Commando. Jesus, I haven't seen that since the original Nintendo. Uh, Battle for Graxia, Battlefield Series, Battle Forge, Battle Station. Nope, it's not on here. I, what? It's on a Warhammer, maybe? Anyways, I, I want to find this thing because I want to show you just exactly how many, uh, what the biggest concerns are. And, and I'm not just lying when I when I say that the death penalty is one of them. The leveling system is another. Now, if push comes to shove, I can live with the leveling service. If I have to rank up in order to unlock ships, I can do that. 
It's going to take a while, but I can do that. All right, Warhammer, 40K, Dawn of War, Space Marine, Age of Reckoning. Then what the hell is Battlefleet Gothic Armada under? Fuck this. All right, I'll look in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Zanth, when it comes to iconic matchups between Space Marines and Orcs, is the most iconic of them all, though. I don't know that I would agree, since the whole thing started off between... The Horus Heresy. Yeah, Blah. the Empire against, you know, the Traitor Legions, regardless. So here's how the death penalty works. If you lose a ship, if it's destroyed in combat, you lose it for two turns. And then the it once the ship comes back, the crew is still dead. You have to replace them. But you have to play another game for that to happen. So you get no benefits from the crew, A, because you do have crew uh, upgrades you can get. And B, that crew received no experience for that battle. So it's gone completely for two games, and then it's gone with any kind of benefit until it's played a third game. And it's not just you could play a third game not using that ship and it resets. You have to put that ship into a battle and play it. If it's heavily damaged, it's out for at least one turn. If the crew's been killed, it's out for one turn, and then you have the crew penalty for another. If you say, you know what, fuck this, I'm not going to win the game, and I jump out, or you know, I'm losing the game, and I make my ships jump into the warp, you have a, what, one in three chance of having your ship lost in the warp, meaning it's gone for two turns because it's caught in a warp storm, which means you don't have it for two more games. The fact that you can be penalized for one for one mistake in one game for another three games is actually ridiculous. If that you is... throw hard and you happen to lose one, or I've had a couple games where I... St- There's that goddamn phone again. <laughs> or I've actually stayed in the fight, and I'm go- slugging out with somebody else, and it's literally anybody's game. I have just battered his ships into into oblivion, and he's hanging on by a thread, and it just happens that, you know, I lost a battle. I killed three-quarters of his ships. He won the fight. Most of my ships were destroyed. Okay, great battle. Right down to the wire. Could have gone any way. You know what? Guess I've now got to play with either generic replacement ships, if they give them to you, because not every game has them, or build nothing but escort ships, which are small little tiny frigates that, you, that are throwaways. There's nothing else for it. For three games, I've got to throw away games because there's no chance of winning because my fleet's not available. Hmm. Zan says every Warhammer box set was like that. In Europe or in the States? Because most of what I see is usually with a Chaos Army. In fact, I think the one Baron bought was Dark Angels and I forget which Legion, uh, which Traitor Legion it was. Hmm. Also that weird other race that appears from time to time. Well, there's, there's a bunch. <laughs> the the one looked exactly like Zerg. Tyranids, I think. Tyranids. Yeah. That's where the Zerg are from. That's where they took the idea from with the Tyranids. Because remember, Warcraft and Starcraft were supposed to be Games Workshop uh, franchises. But for whatever reason, the two never got along. Either I guess the Games Workshop either didn't want it or Blizzard didn't go about it the right way. I don't remember the whole story. I just know that Games Workshop said, no, you can't do it. And Blizzard said, okay, then we're just going to go ahead and do it anyways. And they got their <laughs> ass sued. And lost. Blizzard got reamed on that one. But, but like, yes. We still have World of Warcraft and stuff, and that's always the best, right? Right? Well, yeah, I mean, Warcraft 3 is pretty cool. I spawned uh, a lot of fun stuff. I would, I dearly hope for a Warcraft 4. But i got to tell you, these last few Blizzard titles have not instilled me with a whole lot of confidence. I mean, the, the biggest problem with current Blizzard titles is they're just not good on release, ever. Apparently, people who are still into Diablo 3 are like, yeah, Diablo 3 season, season 4 and 5 have been pretty good after they instituted a lot of new stuff and the game on release was garbage. Until the game came out on console. 
That's when things changed. That's when things got better. And the thing of it is, Dark Walker, and here's the biggest bitch. And this is my problem with, with Tandalos, the, the company doing um, Battlefleet Gothic. At least when it came to the, do- or the uh, keep saying Doom, Diablo 3 beta, we told them in beta, this thing sucks. What you're trying to do isn't going to work. Stop worrying about making money off your goddamn auction house and make the game a viable, playable game. And they didn't. They're all about the microtransactions with people selling stuff and them getting a cut out of it because the auction house in World of Warcraft was so popular. The auction house in Final Fantasy was so popular. Okay. Different thing. Your priority is making money off of other people selling digital items. Instead of making the game fun to play, they'll then bring the people in to then farm the items and sell them in an auction house at a later date. Their priority was very different. It wasn't until they removed the auction house because so many people were boycotting the game and the auction house and fixed the mechanics, at least for the console side, that all of a sudden the game was much more playable and much more fun. Saying that here's the storm. To your point, they kicked it out the door in Alpha, and we didn't see a lot of the issues in the matchmaking because the Alpha um, was a closed uh, group. That same group had been playing for a while and all had about equal skills. So your chance of getting uh, teammates on your side that knew what they were doing were pretty fair. And the compositions were completely out of whack because you didn't have as many heroes as you do. Right. It's a different story now. You've got at least, I I assume they had tens of thousands of players. I'm not convinced Heroes of the Storm is all that big a game. I'm really not. Well, it's got to go up against the MOBA Giants. And it's awfully late in the cycle to be coming out with a game, ironically enough, from the company that inadvertently started the genre to start with. (laughs) And they're the last ones out the gate, and they're doing it the worst. I think that's my favorite part, is that Blizzard just lost so much on that. Yes, they did. They had the opportunity to have something enormous, and they're just like, They could have capitalized on the gold standard that was Warcraft 3 and Stark. Well, okay, Warcraft 3 is pretty much where it stopped. Mm -hmm. Uh, The amount of people they had with, with World of Warcraft. The fact that you had all the original Dota players from the Warcraft 3 mod. It was, it's all right there. It was in their hand. I don't know what they they, were thinking. What it was is they didn't hire Ice Frog, and they didn't hire any of the people who went to form Riot Games. You know what, but they didn't have to hire any of them. They had the mod there on their servers. They could have just taken the mod program and said, oh, that's what he was thinking. Let's just make a version of this thing. At least it would have been something. It was too late after that Heroes of New Earth had already spawned, and Heroes of New Earth was using... And I bet because of that, too. It was using, it was a carbon clone, essentially a carbon clone of Dota. And That's they had already lost a lot of the rights to the stuff because it Heroes of New Earth. And Ice Frog was there too. And then he got picked up by Valve because Valve does that. Cause... I wonder if he gets a cut for all these tournaments. I hope he's getting a shitload of money. Oh, he he has to be making a ridiculous sure. amount of money at this point. Also, he's completely anonymous, which I think is another really cool thing about Ice Frog. Like he... That's true because you don't know anything about him or who he nope. is or nothing. All you know is he's Ice Frog and he likes mangoes. No, that is an actual thing. He he enjoys mangoes. So everybody goes through the tournaments, looking through the uh, press box. Anybody eating mangoes? That pasty white nerd's eating mangoes! <laughs> Are you Ice Frog? <laughs> no, man. No, I... Bruno is Ice Frog. Bruno is uh, a really interesting caster who was actually after TI4, like recently after TI4, he got hired by Valve. And one of the standing jokes is that Bruno is Ice Frog. <laughs> Just because? Just because. There, there were some people who were like, there's proof of it, there's all this stuff, and and none of it's true, but it's hilarious. All that conspiracy theory shit, which reminds me, Ghostbusters, let's talk about that for a minute Ooh, here. But should be interesting. Yeah, hang on. 
Let me finish up with, with Battlefield Gothic. So I have done my due diligence. I have documented every single error I've had. I've actually written on a piece of paper. Yes, I know, because I've recently got shit from that from Eve saying, you've got a phone now. You don't have to use a pad and paper because I was keeping notes and stuff. Well, I guess I'm just old school with pad and paper. I want to keep trees in business. <laughs> so I actually wrote down various errors and problems, balancing issues. The fact that most of the maps are unplayable. No, you can play them. You just can't win them. And a lot of times they're, they're done in under five minutes or three minutes. Case in point. One of them is secure the data. Okay. That means your flagship, flagship if you're the defender, is designated, has the data on board. As I mentioned last week, it's the plans of the Death Star, and you've got to escape with them. Now, the point total you get to build your fleet is much different than the person who's attacking you. He gets more, you get less. All I have to do is wait till my warp timer counts down from 180 to zero. Three minutes. And then I jump away. If I make it into the warp successfully, I win. If I don't, they have to take my shields down and they have to board me with space marines. They have to use a teleporter to send marines over. If they do successfully, the data is transferred to the ship that attacked me. Then they can jump into the warp right away. So I either have to attack them to get it back or they're gone. Most times, once the and most of us have actually figured it out that if you fly up your ship next to the one that's got the data and you pound its shields down, you automatically start warping in while you're attacking, and then you send the Marines over while you're still charging up your warp drive. By the time you've stolen the data and it gets back to your ship, you're already jumping into the warp, game's over. Now, the only way I've been winning it as the defender is I'll either put my ship way at the corner of the map where they can't, where it takes them a long time to get to it, and then I take the rest of my crappy ships and I throw them out into the middle of the map, just kind of roadblocks. And I'll ram their enemy ships, and I'll, I'll get, lose you know, two or three or four, but I'll jump away. Either that, or what I've done, and this is kind of clever of me, <laughs> um, I will take a second ship that is not my flagship, and I'll put it way off in the corner. Because you can't see the ships when they start. All you can see is a little blip on your radar saying, there is a ship there, I don't know what it is. So you either have to get within you know, detection distance, or you have to have a skill that tells you what it is. So I'll put all my ships on the left side, and I'll cluster around, you know, the actual flagship, and I'll put the, you know, the fake one all the way in the corner of the map. Okay, and this has happened six out of six times. They'll ignore my fleet, and they go right for the for what they think is the flagship. I'll even chase them with my other ships to make it seem like I'm trying to stop them. Like, oh shit! I'll even type in, "Fuck, good game, you win." No way I can catch you. And they get there, realize it's a frigate, and like, fuck! They turn around to warp back. Too late. I'm gone. Game's over. Fair and balanced. <laughs> I mean, I guess your bluff is interesting, but, I mean, it's complete. I don't even know how to describe that. The point is, there's no way. Basically, the attacker at this point has a one in three chance of winning. If you manage, if you, like, you can easily hold off for three minutes because of the distances. And then you if you have a one in three chance of making it out, right? Or a two in three? Yes. So you have a 66% well, chance no, no, of winning. If you're warping out to end the game, it's automatic. You don't get lost in the warp, you're gone. You're right, fine, you win. Just, just, the problem is you can't cross the map in three minutes to chase him down. You just can't. There's just, unless you happened, unless the other guy makes a mistake or he comes out to meet you, and there's been plenty of people who have come out to fight me for reasons I can't figure out. They don't have to. And I'm more than happy to pummel them. Artemis says, I'm surprised to hear Emperor bitch about the same game as last week. That's because this is one game that I've been looking forward to for months since I found out that it was in existence, that it was in development. 
I have always liked the naval portion of Warhammer a great deal. The Battlefleet Gothic series, because I played the tabletop a little bit, has always intrigued me a lot. I mean, the graphics are phenomenal. The, the sound effects are great. I mean, it's got, it's got all the things there to make a, a successful, fantastic, you know, Warhammer 40K game. It's just, it falls apart at the seams. The map sucks. The balance sucks. The game is unplayable. And I'm, that's not just an anecdotal, you know, comment for me. Fucking can't play the game. When I'm spending twice as much time to load the fucking client to play the damn thing as actually being in game, slugging it out for two minutes before somebody jumps to the warp or I've destroyed the convoy, it's a waste of my money. It's a waste of my time. And I'm not one of the guys who wants to demand a refund every time a game isn't exactly what I want at launch. But I got to tell you, what was advertised and was promised by the company and all their gameplay trailers and all the little press releases and all the little forum posts is not at all what we've been given. So yeah, I am going to bitch. I'm mad. And I broke my own rule about pre-ordering a game. And I've held to that rule for years. Mm. I'm pissed off because what I was told, what was advertised, is not what I got. And I paid for the privilege of beta testing a game that shouldn't be out of alpha. And that's a stretch. And I don't know if the alpha testers they did have for the whopping two weeks that they had them noticed any of this shit and reported it or didn't say a word about it because they didn't care and were you know nothing was done or if they were just completely ignored. I cannot imagine that a company who had enough money to land a licensing from Games Workshop for arguably their biggest franchise has no kind of internal testing or quality control. Artemis says it's basically like Final Fantasy X2 or Wait With Real-Time Battle. It's trash. And yes, X2 was garbage. <laughs> it was. It was horrible. Like, hey, we're going to play all females and play dress-up. I quit that game three hours in. I'm like, okay, this is not a Final Fantasy game. So yeah, I'm pissed. It's a waste of my goddamn time. Hmm. Yeah, Alien... I, I, yeah, the, yeah, Alien Space Marine, I know. A lot of people had a problem with that one, too. I never got into the Alien series, though. Movies or otherwise. All I know is I own them. And I don't know why, but I do. That's I mean, they're great movie. movies, I just... It wasn't, I got nothing against them. I just I never really got into it. It, it. Now it's just me. Ghostbusters, you want to talk about not getting what's advertised? Holy shit! <laughs> now I know we've gone over this a little bit, and I know I did a a word of the emperor for our patrons on Ghostbusters, but quite a bit has come out in the last week or so, and it's interesting because I know for Lulu and you, I played a lot of the stuff on YouTube that I found. And I kind of did a little bit of cross-referencing to, to make sure it was actually had some legitimacy to it, and it apparently it does. The bottom line is somebody on Reddit claiming to be a member of the post-production company that's working on Ghostbusters has pretty much spilled the beans on the entire movie. The plot, the twists, the story, everything. And from what he says, and what he... Well, and again, we make the claim because we don't know who the guy is, his post was a month and a half ago, which you know predates the trailer by quite a bit. And what he described in his post does happen in the trailer. And if you connect the dots, it all seems to work together. But what it comes down to is the fact that there's all kinds of production problems. 
you know, the actors didn't like the way it came out. They didn't like the script. The director doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. You know, apparently Sony cut the budget by $15 million, which to me means nothing. Well, I mean, the average person can't even grasp how much well, money it, that is. Yeah, they cut it from $270 million. It was 185. Artemis, ample, ample love lightning returns. Universally called the worst Final Fantasy, even among people who start with Final Fantasy thirteen. I'll never play it because I couldn't get past Final Fantasy thirteen. I couldn't get past an hour into it. I, I, enough. The, the game plays itself, man. I, I don't need that. I liked it back the way it was when I actually could control the characters, when I could roam the map at will and do what I wanted. Not, you know... 30 hours of tutorial before the game starts. I'm good. Now, I didn't play it 13. I, I, trust me, I've had nothing but people complain about Lightning Returns. The best thing Square could have done, and I'm convinced to this day, the only reason they tr- they tried it out Final Fantasy VII's remake is because they've got nothing else in the, in the uh, uh, hopper coming up. I can't really comment anything on Final Fantasy. Not something I really Look, the played. gun is empty. Their chambers are empty. They've got nothing left. They're, they're, all their bullets are gone. That's the only one they didn't have uh, they, they didn't use that they could shoot. That's it. They've got nothing else because it had been one failure after another after another. Squares had, I mean, they had to strip and throw out Final Fantasy, what, 14 altogether. They had to throw it out. <laughs> it was so bad. They scrapped it because when the game, when it was released, it was un, it was so unplayable. It was so terrible that, I mean, people were calling for a boycott of the company. They had to come out and admit, yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> they fired the entire production staff that was on it. The director, all the people who, who worked on, you know, the, the shading and the graphics and the, the gameplay, everything. Everybody top to bottom fired. Gone. Removed from Squaresoft. Ouch. Blackballed forever. They had to pull somebody else off of another project. I don't remember what, it was, what his name was. And put him on it. Daikatana. <laughs> similar they actually had to take the game offline for a while and they they uh refund i think try to remember how it went either they refunded everybody's money that actually bought the game or they allowed them to continue to play the game for free because it was supposed to be a subscription-based mmo kind of like what final fantasy 11 was so what they did was they allowed everybody to play for free for over a year and a half while they rebuilt the game from the ground up off server then they started uploading it in chunks so that people could start playing the new game. So it actually worked. It was graphically nice to look at. It made sense. It had goals. It had quests. It had items, etc. It was that bad. So it's it's not even a game at that point if you don't have any of those things. And it, it wasn't. The game was, was quite literally, it, it was vaporware that was actually released and just apparently never got past the conceptual stage. Ouch. Why it was ever greenlit to be launched, I don't know. Artemis, Final Fantasy thirteen two was better than the Final Fantasy thirteen since it doesn't have the bullshit of losing a fucking match if the boss death the boss death kills the leader. And that was the other thing too. I don't have to have the leader of my party dead and have the battle over. I could lose any of them and resurrect them at some point later. Well, up to Final Fantasy what? Seven. It was five characters or four or five characters in a party. Okay, then it was three. And it's been three ever since. But at least I can control those three. Now it's, you have to, you control one character, and the other two are computer controlled, and they do whatever they want. But that's how today's gamers want it. I gotta believe that today's... Typically, you know, if you're gonna buy a game that is such a big series as Final Fantasy, you want to play Final Fantasy, right? And th- there's a certain... Their argument was, that though, that players of today, millennials, 
don't like it that way. They don't want all the tedium of having to control the different characters. They just want the main guy. They don't care about the rest. They can do whatever they want. They can be supporting characters, and the computer will take care of them themselves. That's lame. Now they're saying, well, everybody wants a Skyrim-type game. So that's what we're going to make going forward. It's a Skyrim. A Skyrim Final Fantasy. Okay. How many successful Skyrims are there? I mean, the, almost the entire Elder Scrolls series. Those are all pretty good. Right. Aside from that, who else has successfully copied that format? Typically... Bethesda is the only people who actually will make games that are that ridiculously big. And then they have lots of books. Other people have tried with varying degrees of failure. <laughs> There's Rage. That was that was a fun game for like first third of it. And then apparently it failed. Hopefully Square Enix learns never to release a game for the Xbox. Wait for the better PlayStation platform to release and work on the game. And you know what? There's actually some... There might actually be some validity to the comment because when Final Fantasy VII does come, it's going to be an exclusive to uh, PlayStation at launch. And then I am, uh, they're going to launch for the uh, Xbox One at some point. Anyways, back to Ghostbusters. Bottom line is, thing, the thing is, the P is a turd. Everybody knows it. The cast knows it. The director knows it. Sony now for sure knows it. And it's not just the all the racist and misogynist pigs in this country that didn't like the trailer. Apparently, everybody in Europe hated it, too. Because over on the European YouTube, it's the exact same thing. Everybody downvoted the son of a bitch because it's stupid. <laughs> Somebody made a 50-second uh, fan edit of the trailer, and it was much better. Much better. And it actually looks like a, an interesting movie, a fun one that I might want to go see. Um, I feel like whenever people make a remake... Uh, they're typically trying to play on people's nostalgia. And I'm mean, like, that's fine. If you want to completely reinvent a uh, topic, then you can play on people's nostalgia and be like, hey, now we've got this other cool thing. But if you're just going to make a garbage movie and expect nostalgia to see it through, how that's many remakes have actually worked out? Total Recall failed. G.I. Joe failed. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Oh, well, they gave it to Michael Bay. Doesn't matter who they gave it to. Every one of these assholes thinks they've got a, a better idea of what to do with it than the originals. Or they're going to remake it, that, but it'll be new and flashy in today's society. It'll work that way. And I that's mean, never the case. See, never the case. I think my favorite thing is... Footloose. The, the, oh, no, no, that one hurt me. Uh, but, like, the Indiana best Jones. case... Go ahead. The best case you can make for a remake of anything is actually Willy Wonka, and that movie was, like, a five at best the new one yeah since the old one is so good well the old like, one was painful. a failure when it first came out too it wasn't until it went to vhs that everybody came, loved it now i mean everybody's silly and seeing willie wonka in the chocolate factory all right the new willie wonka not so much uh, but i mean uh, again it's like they keep mining the 80s for movies i mean uh, we can go even back further into 70s movies that they've redone the starsky and hutch was a tv show garbage didn't work I, I, I'm not going to list all of them here, except my point is there are very few movies that actually did well that were remakes of something else. True Grit, for instance. Okay, well, that was based off a John Wayne movie that was very successful. Well, this True Grit did very well itself. Both of them received Academy Awards. Fine. For every True Grit, there's 20 other ones that have failed, and this Ghostbusters looks the same way. But what it comes down to is that the Amy Pascal, who happened to be at the time the CEO of Wait Until Indiana Jones 5, Indiana in Space. I'm, 
that's actually happening, and it's yeah, it kind is. of ridiculous. I mean, if it's it's either going to be really, really, really good, and they're going to call back to the old ones, and they're going to make everything good, and it's going to be old indie teaching a new group of archaeologists how to do great things, and then shenanigans ensue. Well, that was supposed or, to be this last movie with Shia but LaBeouf, like, but we know but how that it's Sh- Like, I mean, Shia LaBeouf has been in some okay stuff, but like, no. A while ago. <laughs> They well, just, we don't need aliens in Indiana Jones. You're allowed to make everything supernatural. Sadly, they had a sequel. I mean, they had a, a, a successor lined up for it. There was going to be a new Indiana Jones trilogy 25 years ago. It's just the problem is the guy that was supposed to do it died at the age of what, 23? Reminds me of Reboot. If Ford doesn't die before it, they plan a trilogy. It, it, it's not going to happen. The best Ford's thing they could do is, is just pretend the Crystal Skulls never happened, and redo the entire movie with a new son for Indy besides Shia LaBeouf. Because Jesus Christ, that ruined whatever steam that thing had. (laughs) Shia LaBeouf. But anyways, Amy Pascal, who at the time was the CEO of Sony, and one of the hacked emails that came out was she insisted that the Ghostbusters be an all-female cast to prove that an all-female cast could do better on an iconic reboot of an iconic movie but there, than an all-male cast. There is no good iconic reboots, though, is what you have to recognize. You can't make a movie on nostalgia. It's not you just can that, try. But why try to take, exactly, a, a movie with that kind of following, that kind of nostalgia, for 30-some years that everybody coming up has loved? It's not like there was an entire generation of people that said, ah, oh, fuck that thing, we hated that. Oh, no, Ghostbusters is universal. And yet they try to shoehorn in for her own, you know, uh, I I don't know, narrative, worldview, four women into the role. Why? I mean... Why does it have to be bridesmaids with proton packs? Well, what you have to recognize is they could have just as easily made a movie of a similar quality, and they didn't have to go off Ghostbusters. They didn't have to make it... They, I mean, them actually making it a Ghostbusters movie is probably harmful for the cause. They could have just made a good movie instead, like a good movie with four strong female protagonists... But instead, yeah, it's called Bridesmaids. They've done it before. No, but I mean, like, with with Ghostbu- like a Ghostbusters right. theme, like a supernatural theme. But then they had to go and put it in Ghostbusters. And, hey, now these people are going to be compared constantly to Bill Murray. Right. And you're not, you're not going to be Bill Murray. Apparently, speaking of Bill Murray and the rest of them, Sony actually had to throw, had to, I'm sorry, had to threaten uh, actual litigation with the original members of the cast to get them to play bit cameo pieces in the movie that have no, you know, a throwback to their original characters or the original universe. There's no point then. Even to the to the point where they actually threatened to put Harold Ramis's ghost in there unless they agreed to the film. They threatened to sue Bill Murray into the ground. Trump, you know, dragging out whatever they could find because hey, we can keep you in litigation for years. We've got, you know, our our bank vault is is endless. Yours isn't. We can stop you from acting in any movies going it's forward. Bill Murray. That's so mean. Well, Bill Murray is on record and has been never wanting to have to do another Ghostbusters movie. He never wanted to. Well, he made he made two good ones. He made one good one. Well, he made one good one and another one. Yeah. <laughs> so he said he would do a cameo in a third movie years and years and years ago as like a ghost, and that was it. They had to really twist his arm just to do the game, which I I uh, forgot said, that was a said, thing. Right. Well, it was supposed to be canon. And it's supposed to be the third sequel to end the trilogy. I feel bad. I never played it. I heard it was meh at best. I, I heard it was, actually it was pretty quick. It was a very fast game. Which kind of 
But it, it's been interesting to see that, aside from Leslie Jones, who is probably the only person of that cast that had no business being there because she's not funny, but none of the other primary cast members have actually come out to defend the trailer in any way, shape, or form. Wait, uh, okay, just just a question. With their cameos, like, they're going to make no references to the original characters. None. So there's not even going to be a Twinkie joke? Nope. What's the point? They're missing a golden opportunity without making a Twinkie joke. I don't understand what the point of any of this was, but it was supposed to be, then they were going to have an all-male cast of Ghostbusters, and then it was supposed to culminate in bringing, what do they call it, a Ghostbusters cinematic universe. Basically, everybody wants to be Marvel now. I mean, I can understand wanting to be the Avengers, but you're not... And that's what they want to do, is they want all these different movies to come together into like one giant all-star team of Ghostbusters to go take on the ghosts. But the reason that it works with Marvel is because there is actually 60-plus years of material telling them that this is a thing, that there's an overarching universe that these people exist in. Right. And you can't just... Like, you can't just force that idea into every single movie. Just like you can't force every single movie based on a book to have a part one and part two, but they're doing it anyway, and it's a lot of the time it's irrelevant. Ah, it bugs me. What bothers me is that it's going to taint the legacy of a phenomenal movie because this thing is going to be an absolute disgrace. And I'm still convinced it's actually going to make at least its money back. You know, if not a little more, at least as far as his budget goes. But when it goes worldwide, is... because well, the budget you know is uh, very hefty at 170 million, which is excessive. Okay, it, well, well, I it mean, is. maybe not. I don't. I don't really know. The original Ghostbusters, even adjusted for inflation, was anywhere close to that. What you get right down to it, though, is that it's not going to launch a new. It's not going to be a tentpole. It's not going to launch a new series. It just isn't, and it's going to ruin the one that exists. I mean, they could try. It would be bad because you can't build something on a terrible foundation. But they could try. Yeah, you want to look at you want an example? Go look at the Riddick series. How'd that go? Yeah, poor Vin Diesel. Yeah, poor Vin Diesel. I'm, I'm sure he's really crying with all the money he's made over. He's got fuck you money because of the <laughs> that car movie, Fast and Furious. I mean, he's pretty all right. I got no problem with him. He I'd... plays Dungeons and Dragons. That much I know. But okay, I, I mean, actually, I think I do that. Your mom told me that. That's probably that's my favorite part about I, Vin Diesel. I mean, it's just been a week of disappointments from games to to movies to everything else. And and I didn't I didn't like the idea of them remaking Ghostbusters at all. Then when I heard it's an all female cast, I didn't like it anymore. And then when I found out what the cast was, I don't like the cast. I understand they're funny people. You know what? There are funnier people out there that they could have put in there. Funnier women that they could have gotten. But you know, and that's another thing too is. On these emails, it shows that there were actually quite a few A-listers who actually have tried out for the movie that, for whatever reason, uh, turned it down at the last minute. Either they didn't get the part or, or they read the script. And that's what the thing is. They think a lot of people withdrew their interest, Jennifer Lawrence, Amy Schumer, and the rest, once they read the script. Oh, that would have been great. Jennifer Lawrence is great. She could but probably... She's I mean, she's she's funny. Right. And she probably could have carried... She prob- I mean, she's a great actress, and she honestly probably could have done a lot with the movie even if it was bad possibly and, you know it depends on really how bad the script is i mean just going off the trailer look and it's funny that some guy spending on his own time was able to put together a minute long trailer that was far superior than whatever asshole got paid millions to do a two-minute trailer that got put up on uh, youtube and actually lambasted did you see the new trailer? I mean, the fan edit. I I saw the fan edit. Okay. I have not actually watched the new trailer after I heard really a lot of, a lot of the 
the bad stuff. I, I don't know. I just want to force you to watch it when the show's over. It's just, I mean, I really do like Ghostbusters. It's a solid movie. Its sequel is solid, four to six out of ten. Um, it's, it's four just, to six out of ten. I'm a very generous person for the original movie. For the second. Movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, so, no, the, right, the original right. is solid. Okay. It's solid okay. eight and a half to, to nine and a half. Like there is there is no question. All right. Most Bill Murray's Bill Murray movies are. Um, just beyond all of that, they're they're just gonna make it bad, and I don't want it to be bad because there are Twinkie jokes in it. And there's a giant Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and isn't that? What oh yes, yeah, so, you know. Okay, I, I was I was about to. Artemis says Mad Max was pretty good. Yes, but it did not do as well commercially as they had hoped. I was about to make a Marshmallow Man uh, reference into in the new movie because the entire plot has been revealed. I'm not going to. Just in the off chance there's somebody out there who actually wants to pay for this shit, you can go see it. I will not spoil it for you. Having said that, uh, while I remember Emp and Hawkeye, did you watch Deadpool? Well, Hawkeye's not here. That's Darth Walker. Uh, And yes, we mentioned we went and saw Deadpool the weekend it was released. (laughs) Uh, Mystic Man, myself, and Lulu went and saw it, and it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. It was great. And then I got into an argument with my friends about Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was was a very loud bus ride. Roser's like, it should have had Amy Schumer in it. You know, Roser, I think it would have been a much better movie. I, I think it would have been. Uh, and I've been live since 7 o'clock when the show always starts. I just woke up. Oh, fuck. Must be a nice li- life that you live. Oh, yeah, I get up at 7 o'clock at night, played games until 7 in the morning, went back to sleep. But, yes, the the trailer was absolutely... Yes, I did have a rant. I had an epic rant, I thought, on Blizzard games. And well thought out in... in... Shit, I had points. Valid points. <laughs> Although Battlefield Gothic is not a Blizzard title. I think even they'd be embarrassed to have that piece of shit. But yes, Amy Schumer, I think, on that, I'm not a big fan of hers. I still think she's very funny. I think she would have done much better. You know, I, I don't like Lizzie Jones. I don't like, uh, uh, what's the big fat one? Uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking again. Shit, McCarthy, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. I don't like her either. Kristen Wiig, eh. But when their entire point is, well, we want to have a bridesmaids, but in Ghostbusters. Why? Why? I mean, nobody did Ghostbusters and said, you know what? I want to have Stripes, those same guys, but in Ghostbusters. No, they didn't. No. You don't try to <laughs> shoehorn one movie into another. Every single successful movie is just turned into Ghostbusters. <laughs> just I mean, pick, think about it. We want to have any movie and right, turn we it into Ghostbusters. Have and it's Gone with happen. the Wind, but in Ghostbusters. We want Wizard of Oz. But in Ghostbusters, I would watch that. Where there's they're dancing down Fifth Avenue that. in New York City to find a proton pack to find to fight the Wizard of Oz. No, no, okay. who was on the Empire State? No, Bill. there's a ghost who stole a proton pack who gets crushed by a house. All right, First there you thing. go. Okay, and then and then Dorothy gets it. She puts it on for some reason because she's in from Kansas. She oh, just flew in. She obviously, literally, just actually flew in, got off the plane. Whoa, Toto! Which because it's the New Age is what. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, obviously K nine from from uh, Doctor Who. Obviously. Okay, there you go. It's her cat. It's a bird. It's mm. some, all right. It's Toto. It's We're lizard. not in Kansas anymore. Toto, no shit bag. You just got off a plane. You're now in New York City, and you just killed someone with your plane, and you stole their stuff. And yet, just because it's New York City, no one saw it happen. And the person no one who says died, a word. The person who died is the main antagonist because now they're a ghost, and it's got to be Bill Murray. At that point. 
and you were able to pick up the ruby encrusted cell phone. Mm, of course, because you need to call home to get there. <laughs> All right. The point is, you can see how this just gets gets worse and worse. Uh, yeah, but I'm not going to actually, re- you know, give away the entire plot of the movie. If you really care and you want to see it, go to Reddit. It's all there. Holy shit. If this guy is legit, and I, you know, that's it. You got to preface that. If he's legit, and there's enough there to say, uh, to believe most of what he said. I, Jesus Christ. You want to talk about a Sony's going to have to lay people off. I thought of another good one. Oh. The clerks, but with proton. Clerks, but with proton. <laughs> I would pay to see that. <laughs> I would pay to see, you know, Silent Bob in the part of Dan Aykroyd or Jay in the part of, like, Egon. Sure. Why not? That, right there, the entire concept is hilarious. But they have to be the exact same characters every single time. Dorothy is black. Don't forget that. Yes. Or or Hispanic. And by Kansas, we mean Mexico City. She flew in across the border, and now she's here. And she's now she's got to fight ghosts. Breaking Bad. Jack Blade, what will but be the next big remake? All right, that's a good question, Jack. If we could remake and ruin, because that's what remakes do, ruin Ooh. a a a silver screen legendary oh, movie, man. what would you ruin? Breakfast Club. That would hurt. If they actually tried to remake Breakfast Club, that I would be I think, painful. actually, they thought about doing that when, oh, no. when they did Footloose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. No. Um, I feel like after Footloose, you just lay off that entire shit. decade. Uh Oh, I mentioned Gone with the Wind. They've already done Wizard of Oz. They already tried that back out there. And Kevin Smith like Ghostbusters movie would actually though. be good. Uh, Frodo and Sam finally crossed the streams. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, Samuel Jackson Is would be great in Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> if Samuel Jackson would be in Ghostbusters, um, that would be aces. All right, whatever. What other movie would you ruin? I feel like... I feel like Breakfast Club has got to be like on the very top. I kind of want to like send a Kevin Smith an email then and say, "Hey, you should do a Ghostbusters movie." You couldn't do any worse. I mean, shit. Um, well, I'd say they war could games. They could ruin war. They games. could ruin war games. Although I think they could actually actually do something with that because the internet is so powerful they now. They could easily make. But a, I guess they, they kind of did. Was called Skynet. No, they could easily make a follow up to War Games. I would not want to remake that. I mean, they've they've tried adding on a Terminator that failed. Uh, they Ferris Bueller's Day Off while we're on Matthew Rogers. Wow, they yeah they could remake that and ruin that. Oh shit, yeah they could. <sighs> Who would you put in Ferris Bueller's place? I would though? I would put Matthew Broderick in that movie though. I would make sure he was in it. So he's like playing hooky from work. He's like in his sixties now. No, no, I would I would have him be the teacher. Okay, so he could just say Bueller. you know Ben Stein's still alive, right? He could do that. Hondo, and the most successful remake was Ocean's Eleven, which, by the way, they are remaking with an all-female cast. This will be the third remake. Why? Uh, because apparently Sandra Bullock, who happens to be good friends with George Clooney, wants to take her shot at it. So they're going to redo the entire thing all over again. I just don't agree with remakes, almost always. Like, well, I, don't, I don't care if it's like... Well, but, okay, but the studios keep saying, all right, it's, you know, 20 years has gone by now. The people are growing up, people like your age, for instance, Darth Walker probably aren't as familiar with the movies from the 80s. That's why they keep trying them out. These 80s movies were fantastic and made a boatload of money. There's going to be a Harry Potter remake one day, and it's going to hurt me. Well, that means they have to stop you know, milking the franchise, and they're not. There's a movie already coming out for that. Well, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is actually like was supposed to be a It's thing. still a Harry Potter. And then there's also a play. Jagblade. Remember, they're, make, they're remaking Independence Day. Well, they're making a sequel to that. Well, yeah. But That's without just Will bad. Smith. Yes. Without Will Smith. Well, come on. If you're Will Smith, you're going to do it? 
I mean, no. if I was if I was Will Smith, I would just want to be in anything. But yes, it's going to be Sandra Bullock playing. I'm guessing her name will be Danielle Ocean, and her eleven other friends or ten other friends of of female persuasions that will then go and they will rob you know Vegas. At this point, Vegas has got to get kind of pissed <laughs> because first Sinatra and the Rat Pack did it, and then George Clooney and his bunch of buddies did it, and now this bitch is coming along, and I love Sandra Bullock. But enough. <laughs> This time the ocean will run red. Wow, wow. Xanax. They all just die. That's not where he was going with that. Oh. Oh. But a little, a little <laughs> slow in the... Yeah. They didn't remake Independence Day. They're making a new one. It's a sequel. Which they wanted to do like 15 years ago and they never did. And yes, Roser, I'm sure Kevin Smith would do Ghostbusters because he's not doing anything right now. He's on fucking YouTube oh, right now. Wait, he's uh, he's part of Scream Junkies. A movie, th- a movie that they're actually hopefully making. What? Bill and Ted Three. That's actually might be happening. Maybe. Yeah, I'll believe that happens next. They're night. working on a script. And sure, I they were. See it. You know what? They've been working on a script for Cowboy Bebop with Keanu Reeves too for a better part of you know ten years. But I'll believe it when I see. There's it. a person who's very invested in making Bill and Ted Three because he doesn't have a career and he he. Wants you know they kind of rebooted Godzilla and that didn't do too bad. I don't know if that's really a, a cinematic class because there's not really one movie you point to. Like, I mean, I guess the original Godzilla. Let's get the shit. But out I of me really as a kid need. Too. I really need a Bill and Ted three just so I can be like, you guys have to watch Bill and Ted because I've I meet so many people who haven't seen Bill and Ted. It yeah, because me. it was I saw it when I was a kid. Because it's great. He's doing movie fights. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He's not doing shit. Now, granted, I, I don't know how much how many scripts he's actually getting across his table anymore, either as an actor or as a director. I mean, he kind of shot his bolt when he did the whole Clerk series. That's pretty much what he had. Everything else is touched is not done well. What other movies could they remake that absolutely would ruin? Hmm. I mean, the thing is, they're like the the remake. Everyone's been asking for. Nobody asked for Ghostbusters. Nobody was sitting around a table like this thinking, "God damn it!" You know what? Ghostbusters. They need to remake awful. Ghostbusters. We really need a new one. Fuck Bill Murray. Terrible. He's like eighty now. Why can't we do that? No, you don't. Some things. You leave alone. Pretty much every Bill Murray movie, I think. He wouldn't remake Caddyshack. That Caddyshack, yes, I can see that being redone. Ugh. Having somebody else play the part of uh, of uh, Chevy Chase. Except, no, 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 no. Except, like at the very end, it's instead of "Hey, we're all gonna get laid," they have to come up with something new and catchy. That's also, you know, PG or PG thirteen. <laughs> Let's all get ice cream. Drunk. I don't know what. Let's all go get ice cream. I don't know. It loses a lot of its impact. Clarkettes. Yeah, it could be female clerks. <laughs> Why not? Chasing uh, Angus. Instead of Amy. I don't understand why you have to flip the genders either. If they want to put females in Ghostbusters, fine. I'm up for it. There's plenty of funny girls out there. Put them in there. You can make one or two Ghostbusters that are women. It doesn't have to be, and again... This is where it really bugs me, is when they're deliberately trying to force a, a either a political or some kind of ideological agenda onto a movie. They could have. They just, do it enough as it is. They could have just as easily just made it a Ghostbusters sequel. And sure. Bill Murray is like a professor. Yes, and they can and it you know, mentor great. them. That would have made more sense. Hey, ghosts are coming back. Now there's a problem. Let's go find the original Ghostbusters and see what they did. And then they could then. I mean, that was a much better script. And then it could be. And then it could be Bill Murray suiting up one last time. And then he's like, "Don't cross the streams." Rambo, Rambet. There you go. <laughs> that would be so weird. Except First Blood holds a completely different meaning. 
I did say Godzilla. Man. I did say Godzilla got rebooted, and actually fairly well. And I, I look forward to the next one coming out. Gone with the Wind. Uh, yeah, I think we mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Remake Titanic. Who would the female Let's Rambo be? Rambette. There you go. Get that bitch from uh, Game of Thrones. What the hell's her name? I don't know. I'm bad with names. Oh, God. And I also I, don't watch Game of Thrones. No. Oh. Something I have to do. Sometime. You know, I read all the books years ago. I, God damn. The latest Rocky movie called Creed was pretty good, even though it doesn't count as a remake. Yeah, it's a, yeah, but that's a sequel, and it's still got the original guy in it. They're still trying Sylvester Stallone like, out there. There's that there there is a distinct difference between people making a remake in which they are completely disregarding the original canon, yes. and then making a very long overdue sequel, like a Ghostbusters three with what we were describing would not go amiss, or say a update like as I was saying earlier, like War Games. Like you could make a War Games two, and but if you called it War Games, well, two, they did I'd be, be War Games three because they had oh. a a. Direct for release video. Oh, that's why I've never heard of it. Yes. Uh, So, like, a War Games follow-up, and you could, like, expand on the concept, and that would be fine. But when you completely... doing a Top Gun sequel! Why? (laughs) Why? And he's fighting drones. I thought they did this once already with what... um, um, Shit. What the hell is his name? Black actor. um, He was in White House Down, and he played... um, Samuel Jackson. No. He's in everything, though. (laughs) Uh, J- J- uh, Fox. Uh, sh- Jamie Fox. Thank you. He was in a movie already. I think it was called Arrow or something, where he had to chase down a rogue drone, you know, aircraft that the military had made and was now flying around on its own, shooting planes down, and had a nuke on it. They've done that movie. It's that been seems, done. That seems way too over the top. That's like that's like what was that movie called? The bus speed. Like couldn't stop the bus. Was that speed? Am I wrong? Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. but with the plane. That's weird. I with feel a plane. Okay. Speed with a plane. Don't fly under five hundred miles an hour, or we'll crash. <laughs> okay. Bladeette, a white girl fighting vampires. It can't be but... a white girl. Enough of that. <laughs> That's the only thing that kind of pissed me off too about that whole trailer. If the entire thing is supposed to be inclusive and get away from the whole stereotype, then why is it the black chick in there? Or oh, you guys are all smart, but I know New York. You're going to tell me they couldn't, you know, have the African American actress be. A scientist? They had to stay true to the original canon. Well, you know, in the third one, uh, apparently Ernie... And apparently it's not explained, but in the novelization of the movie Ghostbusters, and in the third one, apparently Ernie Hudson's character was actually working. He was a a master student or something or other, and he couldn't find any work. That's why he took the job. Mm. And by the time of the third one, he's got his PhD. Nice. Good for him. I guess. Good for that fictional guy. I do have a couple articles I want to get to here. We're not going to do an entire three-hour show because it, it, originally it was just me until I Shanghai Darth Walker into this, talking hey. about the uh, the Dota controversy. But I find some of these interesting. From Ars Technica, um, Xbox Indie Gaming opens the door to playing games against PlayStation owners. Mono Game is, all, is also welcome to the Xbox One, finally filling the XNA hole. All right. There's two vastly different networks here we're talking about, the PlayStation Network and what Xbox Live runs. I'm not really sure how that would work. All right, so here's what it says. After get a drink of water. <laughs> well, I mean, talking for an hour and a half without any water. It's a dangerous place. Uh, much better. <laughs> hey, Roser, go get me a rose. God damn it. That fucker's got three of them. He steals everything. They're running an event in Ultima Line where it's a St. Patrick's Day event. 
And, you know, throughout the world, there's like corned beef cows and lucky dogs and leprechauns, and they, they keep spawning up over the place. Angry cabbage. And if you kill them, they, you know, will drop really, really rare items that people will fight out themselves over. Well, this fat fuck runs around, except instead of killing everything, he simply steals the items off of the uh, creatures and then runs away. Until unsuspecting people like me actually go through all the trouble of killing the monster to find out there's nothing on it. It's been looted. Dun, dun, dun. Bastard! He's got three of them! He's going to make a fortune off him, too, I'm sure. Danger. Microsoft's efforts to court indie developers continued today as the 2016 Game Developers Conference with a pair of announcements designed to make the Xbox One a more attractive platform for indie gaming. So I'm going to stop there, based you're, off the you're title. Not, you're not going to beat PC, though. You're going to make the Xbox One platform more attractive by allowing them to play against the PlayStation. By playing against the other Got it. extremely overpriced Well, it console. is. Well, think about it, though. It is more attractive because far more people have a PlayStation than an Xbox. That's true. And apparently they're going to be releasing a new PlayStation before Christmas. Really? The 4.5. Why? Oh, oh, is it okay? Every single other PlayStation has had the the secondary one in its life cycle, okay. right? But this one's going to be like uber powerful compared to the original. It's going to have 4K uh, resolution. It's going to uh, support it, VR. Does it, does it actually like? Is it now you have to buy PlayStation 4.5 games, or is it yeah, still just no, 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 no? 4K? Play the original games. It, okay. Apparently, it's also going. If you've bought other PlayStation 4 games, it's going to bring them up to speed so uh, to 4K resolution. Okay. It's also going to have virtual reality support. That's good. Which is kind of a, a thing now because Oculus Rift is actually, you know, you go real. Valve. Microsoft is opening up the Xbox One to enable cross-platform multiplayer. I wonder if anything on here from Sony is actually commented because it would require them to say okay. This feature will most obviously support play between the console and Windows 10 PCs. But Microsoft isn't stopping there. Oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait for the day you fucks actually will play a first-person shooter on your console against us playing on the PC. That is, It will be a slaughter. Oh, oh, man. I will stack the corpses of all of you outside of my rig over there on the desk. It will be disgusting. It's actually kind of hilarious. You will have to give me a 300 ping just to try to even it up. I digress. Developers can also support multiplayer against non-Microsoft multiplayer networks. While MS never actually names names, the announcement opens the door to Xbox games that support play against PlayStation or those who bought PC titles on Steam. One of the whatever happened to the Steam box, anyways? Uh, it's out there. I think you can. You, you never could hear pre-order them. You could pre-order okay. them. Almost no one did because if you're a person who has a lot of stuff on Steam, you just use PC. PC. So. And if you're a person who doesn't have a lot of stuff on Steam, you're not going to buy a Steam box. The Steam controllers are also a thing, but they're wonky. I saw the, I saw a leaked video, uh, uh, photo of what the new Nintendo NX controller looks like. I, I, I don't even know, man. Uh, here, let me, you know what? Let me finish the article and I'll show you. Oh, okay, okay. And tell me if it makes any sense to you because it looks like shit to me. Like an N64 controller? N- no. But even, like the wait, original Nintendo controller. Weird. Except there's a screen on it. The whole thing's a screen. Oh, so like, okay. I'm staring at my controller instead of the TV. I'll, I'll show you. It would probably be like, okay, we'll, we'll talk later. One of the first games to gain the feature will be Rocket League. The game already supports play between PlayStation 4 and PC owners. It will now also support games between Xbox One and PC owners. Do you see the correlation here, ladies and gentlemen? It all goes to PC. 
Everybody wants to incorporate personal computers into this now. Well, there's more. And just 10 years ago and five years ago, we did nothing but do articles and hear about the death of the personal computer. iPads and tablets were going to be the death of PCs. Mm. Bang goes that theory. With Microsoft saying that there is an open invitation for other networks to get involved. Of course there is. Reading between the lines, the statement suggests that Sony has some prohibition against PlayStation 4 to Xbox One connectivity and that it's now up to the Japanese company to lift the restrictions. I love how that goes. You know what? We're going to be magnanimous and allow people to play on our consoles. But Sony, the big bad Japanese empire, won't let you play on theirs. Balls in your court, Sony. If expanded to include AAA titles, and if there's no issue from Sony's side, this support could even permit cross-console play in games such as Call of Duty... Uh, 18. Good job, Call of Duty. You yeah, did it. Call of Duty 18 and Destiny. Such a change would greatly reduce the social cost of owning the, quote, wrong platform when all your friends are on the other one. The second big announcement is long overdue. One of the least popular decisions Microsoft made concerning the Xbox One was to discontinue the popular XNA framework, which uh, was a... C-sharp. I thought it was supposed to be C++ and .NET library designed to gain development. The company offered no meaningful replacement either, telling developers they'd have to learn, see, I was right, C++ and Direct3D instead. Today, Microsoft announced that support for Monogame, an open-source library offering comparable compa- uh, capabilities to XNA, will be coming soon. The first model game titled to hit the platform is likely to be a, an adventure called Axiom Verge. There's a couple reasons why I can't see Sony allowing this unless, you know, public relations and public opinion really goes against them. Pride? Well, I mean, part of that, too, is if you're the big dog, you know, and have been now since the release of the, next, of the last generation of consoles, they were playing second fiddle to the Xbox 360 for many years. And Microsoft sure as hell didn't make any, uh, you know, didn't give them any uh, uh, chances to kind of break into that market. Now that Microsoft is in a role role reversal and they are a very distant number two, now they're trying to say, you know, say Sony, hey, we can get along, we can coordinate, we can allow you to play both. Well, here's the thing. Why do I have to, you know, I foresee people having an issue buying either one at this point. I mean, it's... I feel like just console gaming itself is kind of becoming less and less viable because the biggest reason why console gaming took over is because you could play it with your friends on split screen. But now almost everyone has access to a computer or you can hook up your computer to a TV and you can run split screen and everything through there. So console gaming is gradually becoming more and more irrelevant. I mean, like not in like... Not in, like, an aggressive sense, but just because PCs are advancing to the point where it's like, hey, you can easily hook up controllers to this. Hey, you can easily hook this up to your TV. And there's a lot less barrier to entry for PC gaming than there used to be. And there's a, and the barrier to entry with console gaming is not getting any lower, and it's probably getting a little higher. I'm sorry, I was catching up with IRC. What about Citizen Kane with Liam Dunham? Or Citizen Kanye? <laughs> Destiny has cut so much content out of the game that it makes Warlords of Genora seem complete. You know what? And I've heard nothing but bad things about Destiny since it came out. Everybody bitching, complaining about it. And, and yet, it, people still play it. So I, you know. Rose says, I like killing the empties. No, you don't. 
Gotta force that respawn. That's the only reason you would do it, you son of a bitch. Oh yeah, first he loots from draw. He he steals from all the care all the uh, little monsters. Then he kills them when no one else will, so he can steal the new ones. God damn. <laughs> Xbox lost PlayStation 3 in the 2010 when High Definition uh, released, the high de- HD Network released. Uh, I think the bigger the bigger swing in that was when Microsoft botched their launch of Xbox One, leading up to it, and all their, their all of their press releases was were just, so bad. It, it was one thing after another. They were like, you, "You're not going to be able to buy games. You're not going to be able to share games. Nope. Only your games." And then they backpedaled on all of it, and then everyone Well, it's because Sony, every time they'd say something people didn't like, Sony would come out and say, oh, but we'll do it. Or the, the thing that got a lot of people, and it really bugged me was, and I don't even have it hooked up to 360 anymore, was the Kinect. Oh, yeah. That it's always on, and it's always recording, even if you're not using it. No, we don't have access to that. It's very big Right, brother. like very, I believe very that. Very big brother. Why, exactly. And why would it need to be on all the time? Why would it need to record even though nothing's going on? Danger. From OddityCentral.com, unconventional rage yoga involves screaming, swearing, and beer. Two of those three really apply to me here. Rage yoga sounds like an oxymoron, but it's actually all the rage in Calgary, (laughs) Canada, (laughs) Canada. Yeah, they they need swearing and screaming. All the rage in Calgary right now, thanks to unconventional yoga instructor Lindsay Istace. Istace. Stase? During her classes, she combines regular yoga poses with swear words, offensive gestures, and beer as a way for participants to let go of their rage. Rather than doing the... I, namaste. Namaste. At the end of the class, we do a really big F yeah, Stase told Metro News. It was pretty awesome because I had a whole room of people turning to one another saying F yeah. It was good. If you're really into yoga, you might find this blasphemous. But Estasi claims that it's really therapeutic. A trained contortionist and fire eater, she says she came up with the idea while going through a painful breakup. She started swearing and screaming during her yoga practice, and that helped her get over her issues with addiction and anger. That's kind of funny. It's a picture of her now on her little ad, and it's going into one of the yoga poses, and at the end of it, while she's stretching on her arms in both directions, she's flicking off you know, with the middle finger on one side. I'm a very loud, colorful personality, she says. Not bad looking. When I started going to yoga classes, I felt like I didn't really fit in with a lot of those different studios. There's a very deadpan, serious, overly serene approach to things, and that's just not how I roll. Quote, I wanted to create a practice that I felt comfortable in, and I knew I wasn't alone. When you create a space for yourself to be angry and to shout and swear and scream, suddenly it's hard to take yourself so seriously. So it goes from anger to laughter pretty quickly, she added. Of course, redhead. So she practiced rage yoga and found it so effective that she decided to share it with others as well. She's been conducting classes Monday and Wednesday nights at Dickens Pub, of course, <laughs> since January. Okay, now you know why they have to offer beer. Because they have to hold it in a pub, they've got to make their money too. As a casual variation to conventional serious yoga, her students seem to love her $12 classes, which include a discount on beer pints at the pub. <laughs> I find the atmosphere of the class is a lot more easygoing, said Colleen Trumbull, a regular face at Istasi's classes. If you fall over or wobble, you can just sort of laugh through it. You don't really feel like you're disturbing some sort of tranquility of the class. 
With Lindsay's classes, the poses are a lot easier to get into, and I can feel like I am accomplishing something. But Astase admits that rage yoga isn't for everyone. Some yoga teachers don't exactly like the approach, she said laughing. They don't really think that it's real yoga. <clears throat> that swearing and drinking beer makes it illegitimate. Well, I got news for you, bitches. It's not real yoga anyways, unless you happen to be male, and you have to be in a Buddhist temple in the Himalayas of China, because that's where it's from. Everything else is just a cheap copy. I digress. And that's fine. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Different things work for different people, and not everyone has to be on board. What I want to do with this is use it as an awesome gateway yoga. Get people to try out yoga for those who are intimidated by studios but want to try out a class. Frankly, I think she's brilliant. She's filling a niche where one, you know, obviously, I'd say what? Some people may not go to yoga class because it's too, you know, snooty. It's too upper scale. It's too highbrow for them. So I swig my water. But then you can get drunk and do yoga. And then I feel like that's a that's a much that's a much safer environment. Well, then you're wobbling and falling over, not because you can't figure out the uh, you know the pose, but because you have no balance because you're drunk. <laughs> some people have balance. Well She's done. a ginger and has no soul. I don't know. I like me some redheads. That's not actually. She's not bad looking. And I I do like some of the the pictures they have of her flicking everything off. <laughs> the Canadians probably scream apologies instead. You know what? That's a stereotype that doesn't hold any water either. Most Canadians I know are assholes. They're not at all apologetic or nice. And they do say A, so there is that. Canada. Third world country. It's Mexico North. It's the American minor leagues. Well, it is. I'm tired. It'll happen. I'm just looking to see it. I am kind of following the, the UOSA uh, IRC chat. They're talking about selling stuff on a secluded island. I'm all about that. I recently bought myself a tower. It's like a nice. dark tower? Um, Actually, I call it the Factory of Sadness. Mm. It's kind of funny. Dark Tower is a fun game. Yoga is the bomb when you get past 40. Nothing in that age at all. Right, Hondo? Of course not. Hondo's a woman who's in her 60s. I see. I see. Interesting. Rose is not sorry for shit. Of course not. He's an unrepentant <laughs> asshole. That's what he is. <laughs> I don't know if this necessarily needs a, a whole article written, but uh, Diablo, I'm sorry, Blizzard has patched Diablo 2 16 years later. I remember when they did the, I remember when they did the rust storm and got rid of all the uh, uh, hacked and created items. But it's not just that that interests me. I also read recently that they patched Warcraft 3. Massive graphics update as I saw it. Right. Ridiculously. They brought I'm it all up about that. With everything. You can piss on Diablo all day long. I'll play and Warcraft 3 as long as there's players. I'm probably going to play it tonight. I'm probably going to reinstall it. See if there's any of the fun stuff that I used to do on there still there. Um, but there was a massive graphics update. The only problem is some of the custom models probably got wrecked. Um, uh, but yeah, but I, okay, so that just needs to be updated. I mean, that might be a little bit of work. Fuck the custom games. I care about the actual game. The only one I ever, ever played in custom was Risk. I mean, I really enjoy the custom games because I've been playing StarCraft for long enough that I was like, okay, at StarCraft, but I, I just didn't know m as much about the units when I actually finally got down to getting WarCraft 3, and I never really went through it, which I should. I really like the story. That's beside the point. All right, one last article before we wrap it up for the night, uh, and this was from Wired.com. I do have a You've Been Told by Octale. I'm not using it this week only because I don't have a panel to actually listen and comment on it. Dang. 
So I'm going to hang on to that for next week. Actually, there's a couple of things I wanted to get on the panel. Um, I wanted to cr- talk about the uh, Adam LaRoche thing with uh, um, that's going on with the White Sox. I thought that was very interesting, and apparently there's now some resolution to it as of this morning. By the way, if you're a White Sox fan and you still support that team after what they did to that guy and that kid, you're a disgrace. Buy a Cubby ticket. Buy a Cubby jersey. Fuck the White Sox. That's for next week. All right. So apparently ISIS has been hacked, finally. What I really want to know is actually who did it. Anonymous. Defi- no, no, Anonymous would come out and say it. I, yeah, exactly my point. And that's what I was kind of looking at this when I first saw the title. I'm like, wait a minute. They declared war on ISIS months and months ago and nothing ever came of it. So then I see this like, oh, maybe they finally did something. Nope. A defector has allegedly leaked what appears to be a USB drive's worth of ISIS's secret data, including the personal information personal information of 22,000 ISIS fighters, all named Mohammed. That personal data includes the fighters' names, phone numbers, hometown, and even blood types. All information they apparently filled out on forms in the process of signing up to join the violent group. I tell you what, man, the modern age is uh, is just it's so fascinating to me. We are truly in a new era. Signing forms to sign up for Yeah, I want to fight for group. Jihad. I want to fight for Allah. Okay, do you have three forms of ID? Yeah. What's your blood type? Okay. Phone number? Hometown? Next of kin? Sign your insurance papers? Are you over the age of 18? Are you a registered voter in Iraq? <laughs> you're Syrian? All right, are you a registered voter like... in Syria? It's just... No, you're not. Are you, a man of... are you a person of good standing? Do you have any warrants off for your arrest? Do you have any tattoos? Jesus Christ! I just want to put a bomb on myself and go blow up a supermarket. I didn't know I had to sign a form to do it. But nope. In the modern day jihad, ladies and gentlemen, terrorism has gone bureaucratic. The evil red tape of ISIS. (laughs) Seems to be efficient, at least. Oh, we were going to blow up that synagogue. Fuck, we couldn't do it because we couldn't get the red tape done. We had so much paperwork to file that unfortunately we just missed our window. Somebody left the form on their desk instead of turning it in. We couldn't get it out. The requisition for the explosives was delayed. God damn it, Mohammed. We needed this sign yesterday. We were supposed to invade Mosul. Ah, fuck it. We're done. The hell with everybody go home. Mohammed, 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 Jeff. I'll sign this. <laughs> Alrighty then. Uh, a Syrian opposition newspaper has obtained at least a portion of the information along with the British television network Sky News, or Fox News here in the States, and German intelligence. A leak of the 22,000 fighters' information would represent a significant chunk of the group's roster. Uh, the research firm Sofan Group says the foreign fighters make up the majority of ISIS ranks and estimates that their number at between 19 and 25,000, down from as 31,000 three months ago. Sky News reports that the thanks to the Russians for that one. Uh, Sky News reports that the leak does in fact contain the information of known ISIS recruits, such as their British former rapper Ab- Abdul Barry. And the hacker Junaid Hussein, who was killed in the drone strike last summer. All right. So, yeah. Why is the data useful? Do I have to read that paragraph? We know people now. I'm uh, pretty sure I know what it is. <laughs> I'm Shahad is actually a good song, Emp. I feel I like know. if they actually had a human resources department, I, I feel like there's got to <laughs> be so many complaints. organizations have an HR department. <laughs> like, there's got to be there's got to be a complaint from the new guy every day. <laughs> why 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 is this my job? Shouldn't this go to a more senior member? Nah, this is, this is your job today. What to get by insurance papers on? Sorry, wrong form. All right, go to the third hut to the left. Make sure you get talk to Abdul. Abdul, get the 504 form. 
Fill it out. Bring it back. We close at five. <laughs> There's a beheading at six. We all have to be there. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. That is... What? I'm I'm actually very confused. Is that where where who's producing these forms? Do they have like a template, and do they do they send it around to all the offices, and you have to print them off? And I'm I don't know. It just seems overly complicated. I feel like signing up for a terrorist organization should not be the DMV. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. You know, I feel like we... a lot less people would sign up for them if it was the DMV. That's two hours of quality material, ladies and gentlemen. It's all going to get for the night. <laughs> I succeeded. Without the rest of my uh, cohorts here, that's all we're going to do for this evening. Uh, that is actually kind of nice to be able to stop early, early. I know last week we said we were going to, and we stopped at like 9.45. Nothing like shaving off 15 minutes off a show. Okay, so, uh, well, I had Darth Walker here for most of it to try and help hey. out. We appreciate him for... Uh, sitting in here while he's home on spring break. Uh, next week, again, programming note, we will not be here. Next week is Easter Sunday. I expect all of you to be there in church, even if you're atheist, Jewish, or otherwise. Go to church. Thank your Savior. Even if you don't believe in him, he still saved your ass. He bled for you, sons of bitches, and most of you don't deserve it. Go to church. I can just hear the hate mail being typed as we speak. Dear Emp, I found your haranguing of going to church offensive, as I have been an atheist since I turned 22 and found out it was fashionable. Dear Emp, I found your comment about a jihadi human resources department to be offensive, as a Muslim slash American. I get like that all the time. Scarcely a week goes by I don't get hate mail. But if you want to do send an email to me, Emperor1G at Cox.net. COX.net. Send it along. I want to thank our show contributor, Kalilu, for sending in the articles we use this evening and the ones I'm holding on to. Until next week, I want to thank Scrub Puppy, our social media uh, manager, for taking care of both of their Facebook accounts. Join us on Facebook and on Twitter at Emperor's Court for both. My thanks to Nomise for posting up the podcast for us, as well as running Alpha Geek Radio, which hosts this show. If you believe that you could uh, do a show like ours, and by like I mean actually connected to the internet because I'm under no illusions you would do anything even remotely of the same quality, or a video cast, you can do so. Go to alphageekradio.com for a small fee. You too can be put out on up to 14 different audio platforms or up to 20 different video platforms. Give it a try. You've got nothing left to lose. I mean, if you're resorting to this. Well, they didn't have self-respect, so it's not like they're losing that. All right. Um, uh, I think that's all the plugs I'm doing. Uh, don't forget, if you want to join our Clash of Clans clan, you can. It is uh, Imperial Guard. It's the name of the name. Look for it. Lulu or Emperor are the uh, co-owners, co-leaders of that clan. Join us there. Don't forget, you can always join us in Ultimate Line of Second Age if you like dying a lot. It's a grueling, bitter world. Where people, assholes, run around stealing all the cool stuff from mobs during special events. And then turn around and sell them for insane profits. <laughs> oh, I had this queued up. It's supposed to go automatic. Oh, well, hang on. There we go. All right, now it's working. 
Anyhow, quality. if you have Battlefleet Gothic Armada or you're on Steam, add me. Suppose they ever put in the two-on-two uh, format, you can join MechaHawk and myself playing. Emperor1G, easy to find, or the email is Emperor1G at Cox.net. Uh, let's see. Finally, and most importantly, the patron thing, patreon.com. Uh, I did post a, a, uh, a word of the emperor recently for those on the Patreon who pay. Roser, for instance, who's listening, he pays towards it. But your hard-earned money, which you're just going to blow on crack and porn, can go to us, where we can actually put it towards productive, useful things that make the show even better. As if that was possible. But like, it can be, I assure you. Like actual guests. Yes. Well, I mean, the thing has always been, we've, we've got the hookup for the phone number. I've got to hook up to actually take phone calls to do interviews. We just haven't done it. Got to accumulate enough money to do that first. I mean, I'm here for free. You can fix that. That's right. We could actually get <laughs> actual, legitimate, decent co-hosts in here. Dang. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Artemis. I'm going to read that one. <laughs> Danger. All right. So, yeah, join us on Patreon. It's Emperor's Court. Easy to find. It's all. It's on our Facebook. It's on our Twitter. Join us. Give us your money. Get access to some cool stuff. I do have one in the hopper i got to put up. It's about my time in, in Ultima Online, this being my original time in the game. And all the shenanigans that we got into back in the ZOR and the 1G days. And the shit we pulled, actually I've done a little bit of it on the new server. I kind of need a crew to do most of it. Then some of the old tricks just don't work anymore, but there's a few that still do. That's how I've been making my money. People on the server have forgotten some of the best farming zones because people either forgot they exist, or they just don't know how to get there. In either case, don't ask me because I'm not going to tell you. That's what I'm making my millions of. Jack Blade, who got money for crack and who still pays for porn? I mean, High class porn, quality porn. Do people still pay for porn? I don't think so. I mean, someone obviously does. It's still a, there's still I money in the say, industry. There's got to be made. Even the there's got to be like one guy. Uh, there must be just one guy. I mean, if everything's free, one, someone's got to make money off it, right? One millionaire who just really he's building an archive. It's a hell of an archive for for the future, of course. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's everything. Uh, bad manners are better than no manners at all. I completely forget what my last sign-off was. So long, everybody. Nobody's listening anyway. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. That well, was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like